Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. I am Brandon Harris Williams. Mm-hmm. What is that laugh that you're giving me right now? <laughs> I was trying to keep a straight face. face before I even did the intro. I mean, you can laugh for the people. It's fine. You know, I do it a lot though. So I'm like, you'll okay. you'll do it plenty today. It's fine. We we'll. have a special guest in the building. We do. <laughs> what is this face you made just now? <laughs> He's going to be with us for the whole episode too. Lucky him. Lucky us. Mm-hmm. Lucky misfits. L- oh. Wow, yes. look at that. They're lucky. I think so. Okay. He's he's a gem. Is he? Sometimes. <laughs> there Maybe we go. Sometimes. There we go. Listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me introduce him instead of just talking about him. Okay. Because he so. is sitting right in front of our face. It's better to talk about somebody in their face than behind their back. True shit. True shit. <laughs> the fact that both of y'all are co-signing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So we have actor, uh, screenwriter, director... Of short film Gideon's Cross here in the studio today, Mr. Damone Williams. Welcome, sir. Hey, hey, what's up? Welcome. All the way from I'm California. Ba- I'm ba- All the way from I'm about California. to get on his ass already. Child. Where that mouth at? Child. Wow. Wow. Girl, we just. Started. If you don't put your mouth near the microphone. Oh, this is. Uh, hello. Thank you. <laughs> I'm an actor. I can project. Y'all can hear me. Ask me a question. First of all, we ain't going to just go in cold like that. Like, can we can we have light banter before we go into that? Like, how are you doing today? Like, I'm okay. Uh, it's I am okay. It's hot. I'm hot. It's hot. I'm okay though. I'm good. Today's good. I'm ready. I've been in Atlanta for a long time. It's time been to go in Atlanta home. for a long time. Okay, since so you haven't enjoyed yourself. It's time to go home already. I mean, I've been here since Wednesday. It is almost a week. Yeah, I'm ready to go. It's cute though. Atlanta's cute. I'll be back. Just cute. It's all? cute. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm laughing at you. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, the sound is important. <laughs> I wasn't leaning in because you kept moving the microphone. Because <laughs> he's not going to lean in. No, Damn it. <laughs> you can okay. tell the difference when you're listening. Let it still. Be still. Let, it, let it still. Listen, don't start with me. Okay? Uh, something was color purple about that. Let know. it still. Let, let <laughs> it still. Why got to be color purple? Because we niggas. You a nigga? Raven? Wet Raven? <laughs> Don't do that. Are you? That's unfair. Are you one of us? That's <laughs> I think you're better than us now. Right. Bitch. He reminded me of Karamo. Oh. That wow. Did you know that t-shirt he wore? No. He had a t-shirt at some award show. It was black. And it said <laughs> nigger. And it had a white line. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Nigger. I love that shirt. I'm sorry. See, I was right. Karamo. I love that shirt. Why the did hell? you love that and shirt? He, and he's probably the first person to wear it. Why did you love that shirt? You said, why do I? Because I'm neither. <laughs> and you've always known that, so what do you? Okay, indeed. All right, indeed so you do. So, so, right, so he was—he was not the first person to wear it. There were people who are considered more "quote unquote" black who wore it before he did. So who? I can go to Google for you and yeah, you. I, I want to know. That's oh yeah, I just want to know who else wore it. Cause... Oh yeah, like I've seen hoteps and everything wear that stuff. Well, so. that makes sense. Yeah, a hotep was no hotep. <laughs> I hate that I even use that term now because the term is so much better than what it is that it's used That's for. True. That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> you know, folks don't know the true meanings. They'll take words all the time and change it. And then before other folks who did know, they'll just start using it as that. So Touche. Two and Shay. The greatness of Twitter. I don't know. Child. Let's blame it on Twitter. I don't That's not uh, I, was about to, I was about to say. Social media, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Social media. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
So you came all the way from ATL. You kind of like skipped over all my question way. just a bit. From I mean, ATL, all the way from <laughs> all the way from California to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, yes. I did. And you've been enjoying yourself. It's been Such, cool. That's good. Atlanta's you said you want to come back, so that means I enjoyed myself enough to want to come back. Yeah. Okay, that's good. It's cool. Atlanta is nice. It's a nice. It feels like a nice mix of all the things I like: city, okay. suburb, lots of niggas. It's true. Like the niggas in LA, there are niggas in LA. But whether they like other niggas, I don't know. I'm saying niggas a lot on purpose. Donye beat you to it, but okay. No, Donye always beat you to it. That's why Donye is off Broadway now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quote. Donye always beat you to it. I love that nigga. I can't. No. See, they both worse than me. And that that says a lot because you don't shy away from that word at all. Those are times. Yeah. Donnie. Be the whole nigga episode, I guess. I don't know. Yes. We love a nigga <laughs> so, and, and so that's when we'll bring in Donye, and I'll slide out, and it'll be the three of you. I can't. <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. That's all it'll be. The whole episode. And I don't mind making that the title of the episode. Either. I'll do nigga, that. Nigga, nigga. <laughs> I will. That sounds like a title of an episode of Insecure. <laughs> nigga as fuck. Yes. What was the other one? As fuck, and what was there's. That was like the theme for the whole one of the whole season. Yeah, but yeah. in the other seasons, there's oh, it, it changes up each yeah. time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I can't. So since y'all brought up Donye, and yeah. Donye was on the show before, he's been on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. And the last time he was on here, we talked about the journey of a creative. Yes, and you yourself are a creative. Mm-hmm. Is there anything particularly you want to share about your your journey, how it's been, how it's? I know that's, that's real open, real broad. That's an open it, question. Yeah, it I mean, is. So and, and it leaves you with the space to share what you want and what you don't want to like share. Specifics, honey. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, uh, I've been a creative since I was a kid. I started acting in high school, freshman year. So I was what is that? Thirteen. Um, started professionally at fifteen, and then uh, it was kind of a wrap from there. So I've been doing that since uh, I was thirteen. Then I kind of started writing because I realized they aren't making things for people like us or the the kind of shows that I want to see or movies I want to see. They don't make them necessarily. So I said, I'll write them myself. Uh, And I've been doing that ever since. And then um, 2013, 14, we made a little movie, a little movie called Gideon's Cross. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sci-fi, supernatural, black gay vampire slayer. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. I'm still here trying to make this shit work. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> this is a game, man. This is a game you got to play. You got to show up. And it's not about being the most talented. It's not about being the prettiest. It's about really just waiting and being on time and being in the right space at the right time. Because plenty of untalented motherfuckers in one. So there's that. He God said, bless him, though. He said, really just waiting. That was the time where I did hear him incorrectly. I was what? like, really? What? I thought he said, really just waiting. Oh, ciao. Okay, you, 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 you heard him incorrectly. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Me and religion, no child. Listen, I was like religious waiting. I'm like, he's playing in my face right now. Okay, okay, no, he is. So, do you think that it is more of just a waiting game? I don't know about you, maybe specifically or just in general. Like you said, just really the right time, right place. There's not a. No, I mean, set. I think you got to do work. You have to like. For me, I don't trust an artist who doesn't refine, train build up their art like if you are i know child i know actors who refuse to train who refuse to do theater who refuse to like study and i don't understand that like i don't trust their art never will 
Um, so no, you got to work. You have to build up uh, the craft. If you're an actor, you should always be training. Denzel, Felicia Rashad, Angela Bassett, all these amazing actors still train. And if they have to train, why the fuck shouldn't you? Um, so yeah, you do have to wait because it's a waiting game, but you should be training in that time that you're waiting, not just sitting on your ass uh, doing nothing. Train. Okay. No, I, the way you look. Why did I look? It's these faces. You're like, yes. Like, and now you. <laughs> I'm in producer mode. I apologize. Like, I see. <laughs> I can't lie. You keep throwing me off this way. What you're doing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look up somewhere. Like, you can't help that. You really can't. So no, um, so let me just go ahead and move forward then. So speaking of training, mm-hmm. and that's the big thing that comes up, uh, particularly with black actors. Um, black yeah. actors, uh, <laughs> maybe the what the focus on in training is, or the lack of focus. But American actors versus actors from across the oh, pond. Oh, child! <laughs> <laughs> and there okay. seems to be this popularity. Some mm-hmm. people feel there's a popularity of you know European actors, black actors getting hired British. over. Yes, yeah, British mm-hmm. getting hired over American actors. Yeah. How you feel about that? Oh boy! So set up. No, I mean I have strong feelings about that, and anybody who knows me or follows me on social media knows because I talk about it often. Um, I will preface it by saying our British brothers and sisters uh, and gender non-conforming folk are talented. That's not the question. It's not a question of whether they're talented. It's a question of how often they are given opportunities here in America to tell stories here that American actors aren't given. And then it's also a a conversation should be had about the narrative that is pushed by a lot of casting people, producers, whoever, about British folks, European folks in general, being more talented than us because they train all the time. And I'm like, well, we train here too. I mean, Juilliard is here, NYU is here. Rutgers is here. All of these other amazing institutions are here, too. I think it's just America has always had a fascination with the Brits. We love the Brits. They talk and their accent makes us swoon. and it make, um, It's great. I get it. But it doesn't mean they're more talented than us. And my real issue, though, is like let them come and do the regular jobs. I don't care. We all trying to work. Do your thing. But when it comes to them coming here and then playing roles that are black American... It's just, it, for me, I just feel like I can't, nobody's going to cast me in Britain to play one of their historical figures. They're just not. I'm not going to go over there and play, I can't even think of a black British figure, which, oh, American education. Um, <laughs> no, so nobody's going to do that. That's like, if you're going to go and play somebody who's a Brit and they're known for that, you cast a Brit. You're not going to have an American playing 007. You're not going to have an American playing Shirley Bass. It's just not going to work. So when you come here and you think about it, we had a Brit playing Dr. King. We had a Brit playing his wife, Coretta. Uh, we have uh, a Brit uh, in, uh, shit, what's the TV show? Snowfall, which is about the crack epidemic in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in the 80s. Um, there's more. There are. There are a lot of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a Brit coming up to do Harriet Tubman. Oh, yeah. Cynthia playing Harriet. Um they're all over the place. Um, even with Idris Elba when he was on The Wire. Nobody knew he was British for most of that show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're talented as fuck. We all know that. Cynthia Revo is talented. Idris Elba is talented. Blah, blah, blah. But I think the issue that I always find is when we bring up the conversation, the pushback, the immediate pushback is what bothers me. 
I've had so many British actor friends get so defensive the minute we talk about it. It's not true. We all work very hard. And yeah, we all work hard. That's the problem. I'm not the problem. That's the point. You're supposed to work hard. But we have to talk about privilege. We have to talk about the privilege that gets us in the room. And I mean, for them, it happens to be that, well, you're Brit. You're exotic to these casting people. They think you're more talented. So yes, you get invited into the room and then you often get cast. And then I have to sit through your performance and I can hear your accent. And I know you're not connecting because you're saying things that Americans don't say that way. So it's like this thing of if you're going to be an actor, be an actor and do the work and really transform or sit down. Like I would never go and play a Brit and try to not learn exactly how to say the words correctly and pronounce these things with an accent. That's just that that feels normal to me as an actor. But that's just me. I ain't going to say no names. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to thank you because you are the first person who has made that argument. Mm-hmm. And I can understand it. Huh. Okay. There have been a lot of people, starting with Samuel, who have made the argument and I didn't hear them. What didn't you agree with or hear from Sam? Nothing. Samuel. I don't know him. But I think, is it? Call him Sam. <laughs> a lot of people call him Sam Jackson. It's yeah. fine. But, you know, I, I look call folks by their first names. Right? Like, I grew up with them. <laughs> I call Shonda Rhyme Shonda Lynn all the time. Shonda Lynn. <laughs> I do. Um, Carrie Ann. Go ahead. Uh, see, I ain't no middle name. See? But I'm a writer. That's not a real middle name. I just made that up. Oh, well. <laughs> nothing to play with you. <laughs> Carrie's private, so we probably wouldn't know her real middle name anyway. Um, Ooh, I think it's Marie or something. <laughs> Come on, Marie. <laughs> but no, is it because with Sam, is it more. Did it come off more angrier? Because like Simone seemed very like calm, very like I thought. But this Sam Jackson angry. always comes off angry. But he's not. He's not the only one though. No, okay, sorry. But yeah, like my my issue was that everything came as it was anger. It was defensive. It was like for you. I feel like you gave a great breakdown of the reason why. You know, especially mm-hmm. when you got when you got to the point of if you were tempted to go over there and do the same thing. I wish I heard more people making that argument because that makes sense. Mm. That I get. Once you say that, then everything else falls in line for me. And I'm like, you know what? Shit, I didn't think about it from that point of view. Mm. Now, my whole way of thinking on the argument has completely changed because of the argument you just made. I see it now. When before, it was just like, this shit isn't making sense. Like, I need you to, like, put on your big boy pants. Yeah, you were just like a black person in this role is a black person in this role. So it doesn't matter. Yes. I can see that. I think... No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to say for me, I, it doesn't bother me as much if they're just like an everyday person. It bothers me more so when they are a historical figure. And I think sometimes you get so caught up in the marketing or in the their career because they've been doing so much. Like David Oyelowo, I hope I didn't mispronounce his last name, but you know what I'm saying? He's done all these things. It's like, oh, so he does MLK. I'm like, well, of course he does MLK because he's done blah, 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 whatever. And you sometimes forget, like, until they do interviews, you're like, oh, wait, shit. Like, what? <laughs> that accent is not, you know what I'm saying? That's right. not American. So I think that for me is the biggest thing is like when they are those important historical figures and you're like, you can't connect to that history the way a black American can. Mm-hmm. And not saying that it Which won't... Which is what Sam said. So, yeah. So, that bothers it to me. And for me, I always consider that to be BS. Like, I never agreed with that. Mm-hmm. I still don't, you know. Um, you said, why don't I agree with it? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that that's true. I believe that you can be somebody who's, who's from somewhere else. And you can do the studying. Because I know lots of people who live here mm-hmm. who can't connect to our history in that way. Yeah. So I know people who who are from other countries who do far more research to get far more connected than a lot of people here who say that they study the craft and don't, you know? So my my thing is, is that I love somebody who puts in the work. Mm -hmm. I am an an actor, asterisk. And the only reason why it's an asterisk is because it's been years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I believe in somebody putting in the work, very much like you. 
So my thing is, is that I get really, really irritated when someone decides that they're going to take on a particular dialect. Mm-hmm. And they, come on, seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know way too many Americans who phone it in, mm-hmm. you know? But then Brits, on the other hand, I know so many who come over here and they truly do put in the work. And when I listen to them, I'm like, you can't tell, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, I need to have more people who are from here making that exact same argument as you who actually you're looking at them and you're like, you know what? Your argument makes sense because I look at your work and I see that you mean what it is you say because it shows up when you're on stage, when you're on screen. Your argument makes sense because I can watch something that you're in and I can see you vanish. Brandon and I have these conversations all the time that people Mm -hmm. phoned it in and I look at them getting hired for all of these movies and all of these plays and I never see them vanish. I see them the entire time. So when they make the argument, I'm like, well, I don't hear you because you're arguing just for the sake of arguing, riding the coattails of these people who actually are making a valid argument. And that's not fair to me, you know? I think, no, I I agree. I definitely agree. I think um, there are a lot of people who just talk, but that's, not a American versus Brit. That's just niggas and people in general. <laughs> like people in general now just do this thing of like, I'm going to just, all I do is run my mouth and I don't do the work to back it up. That's just a thing now. And social media doesn't help that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that I'm going to talk like an intellectual. I have to push back on that a little bit. God, I hate when they say that. I'm going to have to push back on that just a bit. Girl, if you don't sit your ass down and just talk to me like a normal person. Um, But I'm going to have to push back on that a little bit. Because I think what we're seeing when we don't see black American actors vanishing or whatever the case may be, um, being chameleon-like with their work, it's... I think a lot of that is because we don't ever have the opportunity often. When the opportunities for those kinds of roles come along, sometimes they go to Brits or they go to the same group of actors. There's like this thing of recycling. We don't see too many new uh, young black actors. It's always the same ones. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's um, Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Um, And that's no shade. Michael is going to work because Michael is... You got the type and he's the, the look and the connections and all that good stuff. But it's the same kind of continued people being recycled and then it's the Brits and it's all of that. So when we, the young actors, like the actors I know who are my age and who are grinding out here doing auditions for theater and movies and TV shows for one line here, you know, a little play, black box play over here that ain't paying nothing. Those are the actors who can become chameleons. Those are the ones that I watch on stage who transform. My actor friends in Chicago who are vanishing on stage every night. Friends in L.A. who are on television and in films doing the damn thing, doing their thing. People in New York. Um, but, I mean, if the opportunity was, I mean, Viola Davis talked about that. It's not about us not being talented. Talent is not the issue. There are so many talented black people in this business. The issue is that there is no opportunity. Or the opportunity is very few and far between. So if we had more time and more opportunities to play these roles and like get our feet wet with becoming chameleons on screen or becoming chameleons on stage, it would be different. I think we have more so if you go and see more theater people, those are chameleons because we there's more opportunity in theater for mm-hmm. people to be all kinds of types of characters. Film and TV, that's not true. So we don't have that many chameleons that we can tell uh, coming up. But it's also too because... In film and TV, that's a medium, a market that you have to, you can't just be a theater actor and throw you in front of a camera and, and you do great work off, off time. Maybe some people, but for the most part, it's a, a market 
that you have to learn. It's a craft you have to learn. It's it's a different muscle. The camera is three inches from your face and you don't have to yell and scream to project to the back of the house. You literally are just having a conversation with somebody. So you learn. Like I knew when I was first starting film, it was tough to, I kept getting told, Damone, you can, you know, do less. Less is more. You don't have to be so loud. You don't have to try to project whatever, whatever, whatever. But you learn how to chameleon, become a chameleon in front of a camera. That's a tough thing to do. And not a lot of people get that opportunity. So that's my pushback. I think, and then I'll shut up because I'm like, I know you have your next question. Um, this this isn't a push. I guess this is a slight nudge. Come on, <laughs> Come on nudge. <laughs> so I guess my nudge back mm-hmm. uh, would be, I don't know. When, when I hear the term creative, mm-hmm. in my head, we create. Mm. I'm, and this is me. And this is the reason why I'm saying it's more of a nudge and less of a push because I understand that we all don't walk the same path. Mm-hmm. For me, I I consider myself a creative in the sense of I'm not waiting for someone to give me the opportunity. I'm making it myself, Mm -hmm. which is the reason why I've been so proud of you, you Mm -hmm. know, and what it is that you've done, especially getting behind the camera. Mm -hmm. My thing is, is that if you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to make it. Yeah. So that's what I've done my entire career. I'm like, okay, your magazine focuses too much on pictures. I want one with more words. I'm going to create my own magazine, Mm -hmm. you know. I want to make a podcast that's geared towards wellness because this is what all of you are talking about, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'm creating an open mic that's geared towards the importance of books because you were just talking about this. So it's like, all right, I don't really have time to sit back and be like, okay, well, this is what I can't do. I'm going to create all this shit. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking of somebody like Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, I'm creating my own. I'm yeah. going to go on YouTube and this is the shit and I'm going to build from that. You don't have to give me the opportunity. I'll make it myself. Yeah. Somebody going to see me, mm-hmm. you know, or, and I'll, I'll say that and then I'll create uh, a different window. So there's the window of I'm going to create this and then someone will see me. Then there's the other window where I think I'm more so in where as long as I get to do my passion, as long as I get to exist in my passion, yeah. that's what I'm happy about. And the reason why I created two separate windows is because I don't want to act like everybody exists in my world. Yeah. Where I'm like, I don't have to reach the point of being this phenomenal star. Yeah. I'm happy because I wake up every day and get to have a podcast with Brandon. Yeah. But some people are, some people are, um, what's the podcast that I'm thinking of? Not to say I don't want to be there because I want us to be able to be in a stadium or arena or something oh, like that. The but there's, right, there are some people that are specifically the read mm-hmm. where my goal is we're getting everything out of this shit. I'm going to get my HBO show yeah. off of this podcast. Right. Some pe- So that's why I don't want to make it seem like you shouldn't reach for that. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some people who are just like, I love acting. Mm-hmm. I want the opportunity to just act and so again that's the reason why that's that there's a nudge because i want people to understand that those people exist too Mm -hmm. who are like i just want to be able to step on stage i just want to do the work you know so i think and too on top of that though it's i'm a big fan of lanes and people staying in them um and i know that not most artists are not Issa Rae. most Mm -hmm. artists are not ava most artists are not oprah who are going to be able to spearhead like the creative process for everything like they're not an Issa who's going to write direct star in they just some some people don't have that talent that's real like there are actors who are just actors and they're fucking amazing at it yes I I think because of Issa and because of other folks and YouTube and the invention of like being able to create your content on your phone and upload it and not have to go through like the gates um uh you can do that now and I think a lot of people just do it Mm mm-hmm Talent be damned. Right. Um, and I mean, it's great because, and Brandon and I have talked about this numerous times, 
I, I will never shit on somebody for creating, even if I don't like what they've created. God bless you for doing the work, putting your blood, sweat, and tears into whatever this thing is, and you've given it to the world. You've made this baby, and now it's out to the world for them to do what they want to do with it. Uh, all that being said, I would love if uh, more of us kind of figured out what our strong suits were and were not afraid to say, I'm not a good X, Y, Z, so I'm going to let somebody who is do that. I think that's how we get to the next level of making our work um, brilliant, making our work um, that next level of greatness. Like we can, you know, I can write, direct, produce, star in, I can Tyler Perry this shit all day, but will it be the best content? Probably not, because I know I'm not a good producer. Mm hmm because I don't got time for money and numbers and crunching shit and trying to beg for dollars. That's just not my name. That's not my narrative, nor is it my lane. I'm a good director, and I know I can act. That's about it. So I will direct. I can write a little bit, too. Um, you can write. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I write, I direct, and I act. Those are my, those are my things. Yeah. But I don't think everybody should be doing that, because I then we wouldn't... Never mind. That's just shady. And I'm trying not to be shady. No, I was going to say, there's so many. that's why we have so many web series. There yeah. are so many web series, not even just black gay ones, web series in general. Everybody is making web series because it's easy and it's all easy relatively. And then it's also like what they're saying. It's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Issa did it and she's on HBO. Other people have done it. Now they're getting deals. So it's it's appealing. It's It's sexy to think about turning that into this. Um, I just wish more people were like, that's just not my lane, and I'm going to stay over here. No, that makes sense. I was actually going to ask you about web series later on, but you yeah. brought it up, so we'll go dive in. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, too, like you're saying, a lot of people aren't learning their... They're not really honing their craft, whatever their craft is. Like, everybody can't even hold, hold a boom mic. Everybody can't hold the camera. Not even direct, but they can't even just hold it steady while you're, like, you know what I'm saying? You're Let's acting. Let's be clear. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Some people's handshake. And that's not a bad thing. No. It's just not, that's so just not the job you should just have. Just go get yourself a steady cam. That part. You know what I'm saying? Put oh, it on a tripod. And we get that, you know what I'm saying? Come money. on, put it on a tripod. You know what I'm saying? And we get money as a factor, but it seems like the people who have all of this money yeah. seem to be lacking a lot of the creativity yep. and mm. the execution. Yep. And it's like, why don't you mm. why don't you call somebody else? And it's like, like for me, you know, it all starts on the page. Mm -hmm. Like, so you have to write it out. Did yeah. you ask somebody to read that over? Did you go over that idea with somebody? Did right. you like kind of like say, I'm thinking about this? Did you have like a table? Were you read? humble enough to let somebody tell you that what you wrote was shit, give you the critique you needed from a loving place, and then allow you to rewrite it because a lot of people exactly. don't do that a lot of people will take that script and then say i don't care what you think it's my baby and exactly. then they put it on screen and then it's bullshit but. that part because also too i mean i granted with all critiques whether it's on your acting your writing or whatever you know what i'm saying not all critiques are good no. and i'm saying just because you disagree but sometimes just like well that has nothing to do with my vision that i see for this so you know mm -hmm. what a lot of times if you ask go to the right people don't just go to your best friends go to mm -hmm. people who are trying to do this as well the people who and it's a lot harder sometimes to reach up somebody who's already doing this or somebody who you feel like is doing it well. But if you can, reach out to them and say, hey, can you give me a pointer like with reading this over? Not like give me a freebie kind of a thing. But to help me out. And then you have to ask people because Atlanta specifically, that's where we are right now. That's fine. There's a lot of talent here, especially I think in front of the camera. It seems like behind the camera, it's lacking. Those seem to be people with the access. Those seem to be the people, like you said, not just black gay, not just black in general, just everybody doing a web series, you know, because you can do it on your phone. And that's great. That's very convenient. Mm -hmm. But should you be the one to do it on your phone? Maybe you should be the person to put up the money. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should be like, I'll just have the executive producer credit. I don't really need creative control. I don't need to come there and be doing X, Y, Z. I should just, like you said, stay in my lane. Let me learn. What is? Because I think so many people think it's just writer, director, actor, mm -hmm. and they forget about all the other stuff. Which is why I love Ava so much, because 
in all the in the midst of all the stuff she does, every project she's on, every time you look up, she's done. She's booked something else, and she's direct. God bless her. But in the midst of all that, she stays educating folks on jobs that are not the glitzy, glamorous ones. Like you said, everybody wants to be the writer, the director, the actor, the ones that get the interview slots at Tonight, mm-hmm. the Tonight Show and whatever. She's like, but you know, you could also be a camera operator. You could do makeup. You could be a boom operator. You can, you know, you can be a focus puller. You can, you know, do all of this kind of stuff. Be in the electrical department. You could be like a PA. And most people don't know those jobs exist. So mm-hmm. every time I see one of her Instagram stories when she's like interviewing her crew, and yeah. she's like, what do you do? And they're like, I run and grab coffee. She's like, that's great because we need you. Somebody else should be, you know, people need to know that you exist because it's not all glitz and glamour. And even though, even those people, the actors, writers, and directors, it's glitzy and glamorous for maybe 30 minutes. And the rest of it is all like, okay, baby, hurry up and wait, wait, sit here. It's boring. I'm not. So, yeah. Exactly, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's but it's so completely collaborative, and people don't get that. Because I remember I saw Issa Rae do an interview, like when she first started Insecure, when it first came out, and she was like, "Because coming from the web, you do everything on your own." She was already writer, director, star. You know what I'm saying? Like producer, run go get that. The third thing, like she's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's craft services. She's everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she got onto set, and she's like, "Oh, there's a person who moves the plants for you. Right. There's a person who does your right. makeup. There's a person who does your hair. Yeah. Like you learn that they're paid well to do that shit. Yeah, okay. listen, okay, okay. does." Does. <laughs> so it's like on. you learn that you can do everything and that's the beauty about it being so collaborative yeah. is there are jobs and opportunities for everyone mm-hmm. of course when you're web you know you limited you have to juggle yeah but juggle the things you can juggle right or the things that are, are best for you yeah like me i know i can write i don't need to be in front of nobody's camera i don't desire to be in nobody's front camera even as like somebody gets sick one day then that <laughs> the person's lines have to get cut like, i'll just, just be in the scene sitting there like <laughs> so we didn't need them sorry like, right. i don't <laughs> it's just not my lane <laughs> but I know that going in yeah. right. a lot of people were like oh so and so got sick well here, here's my shot <laughs> <laughs> just cause you wrote it does not mean Listen. facts Listen. just cause you know just cause you know the words whole facts of course I can remember the words Ike I wrote it <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head just Damn. now <laughs> I can't I wanna did you have anything on that one Raven did you have anything no oh. okay I'm just <laughs> no. I want to backtrack just a bit. Y'all kind of touched on it, but then we went to web series, which is fine. So um, there's this whole typecasting situation or, or conversation, really. People, um, there was a big, oh yeah, a, a thing um, a few weeks ago online about Tiffany Haddish <laughs> playing the same character, whatever. And then of course, conversation can be made about Kevin Hart and different people, whatever, whatever. But I think something you were saying is how there's a um, part of it is I don't know, maybe not training, maybe it's not even what you said. So let me go back. My, my brain was working. I think that it's not necessarily just the actor's um, lack of training or lack of ability or want to stretch. And not saying necessarily those two, but mm-hmm. actors in general. I, I wonder how much of it is is the, the audience not demanding or wanting more. How much of it is mm-hmm. the, the writers mm-hmm. kind of doing the same thing? Because it's very, like you're saying, very money-driven. People mm-hmm. want to be like so-and-so. So let me write something that was just like this last project, mm-hmm. and I see so-and-so in this. Yep. Like I think people would be completely upset if they saw Angela Bassett in the movie and she wasn't like this very strong, angry woman. Absolutely. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know how to react. Exactly. That's Violet's why they're, in having, movie. they're having that trouble connecting her now because she's branching out trying to do that and mm-hmm. we're so used to her not being that. It's typecast, stereotype. Which is so crazy because most people didn't know Viola before. They didn't. Right. How do we murder? No. Yes. Like not even doubt. Like most people did not know her 
five years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's so interesting that now we have to see her cry. It's the it's the tropes. It's the racial stereotypes of what a black woman is. Like even if they didn't know who Viola was five years ago, they know mm-hmm. what black women are today. Yeah, exactly. speak. So all they're gonna do is they're gonna yes. be like, well, this is a black woman of a certain color and a certain height and a certain weight and a certain whatever. Mm-hmm. So she has to be like broken down and always strong in the face of oppression and misery. And they expect that. But then when you see that Viola is not that person. Exactly. Because she's not. She's loud. She's <laughs> funny. She turns up. And then she has a, like a whole romantic life with her husband. And she talks about it. But nobody really wants to see that. Because we're so used to what we believe should be black women. Or should be black gay people. So that's why when we get black gay folks on TV. Typically they're all of the same type. Or they pass the paper bag test. And then their boo thing is another race. Uh which is a whole other topic that child listen. If I saw, if I never see another interracial couple on television, it would be too soon. Listen, <laughs> come on, like you never. You about to get them started. You about to get them started. Like there's and nothing it, wrong with them. Like, I love an inter. Look, interracial for me. If if interracial relationships didn't equal black and white on television and film, I don't think I'd have an issue. Every time we see an that's inter- a word. Every time you see an that's interracial relationship, it's a black person and a white person. Why can't we get a black person and an Indian person? Why yeah, can't we get a, an Asian person and, and a Hispanic person? Like, why does it always have to be black and white? That's a word. I'm, I'm tired of the what do we call it? Swirl <laughs> propaganda. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of swirl propaganda. Number one, and there's a specific person. God bless this person. We love this person. We love him. Thank you so much for all that you've done and you continue to do and will continue to do with this new big deal. However, I can't say names, so go ahead. I listen to Shonda Rhimes. God bless her. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, all this Listen, God bless her. I, and we all know, like, she's a fucking amazing person. Woman, <laughs> talent, she is. And I hate that I have to preface it because in this generation, in this world in general, you they can't only have, the last part you can't have an opinion else. on anybody that's anti the, the mass of people mm-hmm. without them canceling you. Oops. Um, so I love Shonda. I've watched all of her shows. God bless her. However, there is this penchant for interracial things on her shows. It's always yes. swirl propaganda. It's Fitz and Olivia. It's, uh, 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 shit. So, so many. So many people. And that's the thing, but it's not <laughs> even just the, the lead couples. No, it's On Grey's, yeah. it's like all of the patients, parents. I'm like, yeah. Wow, look at black and white. Like, what are we? I think the one time we didn't get, we got an interracial couple on Grey's, and it was cute. Was when it was um, uh, Sandra O's character, and then Isaiah Washington, Mm -hmm. uh, Burke and and yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, Christina, Christina, Burke and Christina. That (laughs) That was was cool. That was great. Asian and black, we don't see that often. Cool. But um, yeah, I don't even know what the beginning of this question was because I went on a tangent about interracial. But stuff. I it was um, typecasting. But typecasting. Yeah, I like. I and, and the funny thing is, I I knew I felt some kind of way. And here's the, I I lean more there. I know you because I didn't That's want fine. you to. I didn't want you. I didn't want you to be caught off guard when I say this. I thought she was gonna be like, "Bitch, you've never made an argument about yeah. this before." Um, I knew that I felt some kind of way about that casting mm-hmm. when um, was it James Avery? Is that his name? That's the Uncle Phil. Yeah, first yeah. Place, yeah. When James Avery was on an episode of Grey's, mm. and he was um, a married gay man, mm-hmm. and uh, his yeah. husband was dying. Was he white? And No, he was black. Oh. And that's when surprising. I knew that I felt some kind of way, because I was so happy when I saw that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, two black older men. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't and see I reflected back on how many times there were gay couples, yep. and they were interracial. Interracial, mm-hmm. black and white. And only. that's when I saw it. And yes, black or and white. Or if they're two white men, they have a baby, and she's got to be black. Listen. Come on, James and Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> that baby was gorgeous, though. Was. But I just don't understand, like... Was. 
I know, but I mean, statistically, sure, that does happen often. Yeah. Non-black folks will adopt black babies. That happens. However, with a show like Scandal, with a show like anything Shonda produces because on the ABC circuit, because that's all network TV, so it's really... And, she's, and she likes... It seems like she's all about like the fairy tale aspect of creating, which is fine. We need that. Right. Um, in that kind of space, in a show like Scandal, where nothing really makes sense, yeah. like it's literally a show about monsters and 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 what is the thing you're a monster but i'm a what is it, the, the white hat no cyrus versus melly remember you're like you're a monster but i'm uh damn remember. and that was no, so dope was political animal but i'm a monster that's what he said right okay we'll I go think, with that whatever it was it was like the difference between like she was like i'm a political animal whatever and he's like yeah. but you're you might be that bitch but i'm a monster and he really was so. but like even on a show like that where none of this is like based in reality like it started off that way and then the real government went off the rails so it's <laughs> but um and then she starts smashing well, people in the head with chairs listen well, <laughs> but, but can we talk about olivia killing the vice president like what listen at any rate i need you to understand <clears throat> i was so bothered. i have so many thoughts about that show <laughs> I was so bothered like, i had so many thoughts about this show and don't get me started on that series finale at any rate, listen 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 and at any rate bhw knows how i feel <laughs> Woo! And I couldn't tweet it. I couldn't tweet my feelings because there's a reason why. And if you know me, you know why I couldn't tweet it. Indeed. Up. Indeed. God. Indeed. I, was, I watched that thing. I gave that show, what was it, six, five or six years of my life Speak. every Thursday Speak. night. I'm, listen. And then you gave me you gave me seven seasons. And that's how we leave? Ooh. We go out on that. Like, And the thing is, and it's not even like. It's not like we're in the minority. It's not like we're like, oh, like the three people who didn't care for right. it. Right. I don't know anybody who liked that finale. I don't. I don't. And these are people who were like diehards like me who typically love the show. Yes. I don't know anybody who enjoyed that finale. I don't think anybody walked away from the finale and they were like, I feel like I, that was a good seven seasons. I yeah. feel like that was like, a nice This is what I spent my good time on. Right. Like, this was a, you told a nice story. Listen. You know what would, and this is at end of season six when Ooh, Olivia five. was on the the monument and yes. she had that beautiful hair yes beautiful dress and yes. she was laying on them steps and then cyrus came in, in and exactly and revealed like she put two and two together that it was him that right. gave the pill and whatever <sighs> that whole moment should have been what colored the entirety of season seven yes olivia should have been dark the entire season come on and at the very end of the show she should have either died Come on! Or she should have just left DC and left all them bitches in the dust. Listen, that would have been a. I would have been seven seasons spent well. I literally would have sat on that TV and said, "That's it, perfect." Because at the end of it, when she did all that evil stuff and she put two and two together, and like that's how like people talk shit all the time about Carrie. They don't think she's a good actress. They don't think she's blah 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 blah. I don't see that. I know that when you get anybody into network television, actors who are actors from film and who know what they're doing, that will always stifle them. Viola is a fucking beast. We all know that. How to get away with murder stifles her. Mm. It just does. It's, but it's, that's the nature of a network television show where you're now honoring the producers and the white hats up at the top. It's a mess. But that moment on the stairs of, of the steps of the Capitol, whatever that building was, is when you, that's how you know if an actor's good or Lincoln not. Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln Memorial. That's how you know if an actor's good or not. If they can hold their own in a scene like that without having any lines. Mm-hmm. She sat there said nothing and everything was in her eyes. All Cyrus was doing was talking in circles about himself and, and she put it, listen, 
I can talk about actors all day, but I won't. That's when I knew she was good. She was a good actress and blah, 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 blah. But I think, what were we talking about, guys? We started typecasting and then we got to Scandal. How do we get to Scandal? Though? Listen, because he just spoke my life. We got to Scandal. <laughs> how do we get to Scandal? Shonda. But how do we get to like me talking about the finale shit? propaganda and everything. It was on your heart. You had to get it out. <laughs> you, had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tweet it. So you had to finally hey, talk about Come on, there we go. Just my luck. There I we go. couldn't tweet it, but just my luck. This is going to end up on somebody's desk. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna get a call from my agent. But you didn't. I mean, but also too, I don't think there's anything wrong with. No, yeah. Like we were saying, you got to be able to have critique. Like, Absolutely. Shonda's great. TJT is amazing, but she's but still she's not, not above without, a creep. She's not above Listen, approach. But 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 also, and like I told BHW, she's an Aquarius. So literally, uh, no one's opinion about this is gonna matter. To her. No, oh no, not but at all. Listen, all the interviews Shonda gives. Shonda doesn't give a fuck about anybody who does not she care does about her vision. Not. Her vision, and that's that's a powerful place to be in, though. Yeah. To be a person, especially a black woman in this business and in this world, and say this is my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm creating this, and if your ass don't like it, tough titty, move on. Yes. A lot of people don't aren't like that. They should be. So I respect her 100. percent But I mean, she's the same woman who like I, the finale season was on the finale episode. And she was on like uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And there was a, um, what was it? I think they were talking. I remember the picture at the end of the finale with yes. Olivia in the portrait gallery, which yes. still doesn't make sense to me. None. Because um, she wasn't the president. Listen. She wasn't anybody of real note. It might have been a, a time jump. We don't really yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> but, I, but I thought it was dope. Those two black girls were actually Shonda's daughters. Yes. Um, but. Yes. That y'all I can give her that. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Y'all it was can cute. give it that. It was cute, but there was a moment when, um, what did she say? Because isn't there like a you like you hold on the picture, and nobody knows what that means. Is was Olivia the first lady? Did she mm-hmm. become the you know president? What happened? And I think Jimmy asked her about it, and she's like, "That's one uh, secret I'll take to my grave." She did. And she I'm did like, say that. Damn it, like Shonda, that's the one I want to know. Out of seven seasons, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Don't make no damn sense to me. <laughs> and I think that may be why she's taking it to her grave because it don't make no damn sense to her either. There we go. No, I love there it. We it go. was a cute picture though. That was a fly ass photo of Carrie. That series finale was so horrible. I, I want to know who has to look at the rest of the damn show. Listen, I ain't been able to go it back. It was like somebody wrote that finale. And they hadn't watched seasons one through six. Listen! Or seasons one facts. through six and seven through whatever that last one was. They literally just sat down and said, what's the best fairy tale I can tell about DC? But I told you, I don't think we talked about this maybe before on the show. I knew it was going to end in a happy way. Because I just to. knew. You did. I knew. But it has you to. Did. If you know Shonda, you know she's always going to end on a high note. That happy. part. So I never knew. I, didn't I knew who I was dealing with. But I even thought, like, even when the whole Quinn situation was going on season six, I was like, please kill her. Not because I don't like the character, but that would have that would have shaken the show up so much right. had Papa Pope actually murdered murdered her and her baby mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen on abc it's just not i mean scandal goes there on occasion but it's not gonna go there and then the series finale who you decide to kill made no damps anyway listen i don't wait i don't even remember that who did they kill i'm gonna remember you seeing you say it but i forget go oh yes never mind yes that bothered me <laughs> that was that, <laughs> that bothered me that was so unfucking necessary it was like but he was dumb he was. Like, why would you take a drink from that man? Why? Bitch, you Ever. know he don't like you. Hello. No. I would have been like, no, thank you, Cyrus. No. I'm good. I'm good. You keep your drink right over there, but I need you to sign this paper, whatever I can do. Hello? Listen, whatever I can do. And that's why his ass ends up on the floor convulsing dead. <laughs> the Attorney General David Rosen. And then you let him walk. You Listen. know what? Anyway. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, boy. He got away, I guess. Whatever. It's the highlight of the, the <laughs> Oh, but that crossover really. episode, though. <laughs> Listen. That, that's a line scene. <laughs> Them two reading. Listen, 
Ooh, Annalise was the friend Olivia needed for seven seasons. <laughs> she was. But let's but let's be yeah. clear. Yes, Annalise got her together, and that's what Olivia needed to hear. But let's not act like Olivia didn't also gather that ass right back. She did. That's fine. But Annalise is actively working because I we're not gonna go there. <laughs> said, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> I feel like Hagaway Murder set is a lot more collaborative than other Shondaland sets. What does that mean? Shonda's an Aquarius, like y'all just said. But Shonda also doesn't run How to Get Away. Ooh, which is why it's more I know, but, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. I know, but I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying. But I'm saying. I, but the thing is, Shonda is not like... She's not... I think that she has an iron fist, but I don't think she's that involved creatively once it gets on set. Not with Grey's or Scandal, not anymore. Or not towards no, no, the end of it. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like Viola... Or anybody over there can maybe give an idea, and he'll at least hear them out, and then be like, "Okay, we can maybe try this or see I how." I don't know about anybody. Viola can maybe <laughs> say something. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think that they're just more receptive to outside influence and ideas? Yeah, than most over, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, well, she might be open on grades because they get pregnant all the damn time. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we got we got to talk about that. But. Pregnant, death, shooters in the hospital. Them actresses stay pregnant. They do. On Grace. Sure do. All of I mean, them. Carrie was pregnant for a long time. Okay. Maybe this is not the right conversation to have because there's three men having it, so I won't say okay. much. But okay. I do have a, have feelings about actors who are doing television shows like that, know their schedule throughout the year, and then still get pregnant and then have to like affect the way the show is done. Like There is no reason that we should have been seeing Olivia Pope gain 30 pounds and nobody mentions it. <laughs> Like and I then can, you hide her I behind can. coats. I'm like, we know you're pregnant, Terry. <laughs> Either write it into the show, or like, don't get pregnant until you're on hiatus. But on a network show, though, you're only off for like three or four months. Well, then don't get pregnant until the show wraps. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't say I disagree because I'm like, as a show where I'm be like, okay, well, your character wasn't gonna be pregnant, so right. we just gonna we're gonna be sitting down. That's the only thing. And this is and this is. And I gotta say this because I don't look. You know, I don't audiences. care if it's a cop show or not, bitch. You behind the desk. <laughs> <laughs> or we can go the Olivia, uh, not the Olivia Pope route, the uh, Claire Huxley route, cut a hole in the bed. Okay, have okay, you behind a big ass teddy bear? Right, no <laughs> right. We're going to raise up the counter. Around the kitchen counter. Like, get out of here. Like, oh, come on, Felicia. I love you, baby. But, um, but although Felicia didn't blow up as much, she didn't. You she didn't blew up a little bit. Yeah, bro. but Carrie, she wore all that on her face. And still I, was gorgeous, but you could, knew she was pregnant. But for me, just we brought up this pregnancy thing. I wonder how much of it, though, is like, because we know. Because we're kind of like looking for it. Because I feel like some shows do a better job of like hiding. I'm trying to think of another show where somebody was pregnant outside of like Cosby show. I was watching like Sex in the City. And one of those seasons, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant. But I couldn't tell. She was? One of those seasons she was pregnant. But I couldn't tell watching it. I never knew she was pregnant while the show was on. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I couldn't tell. Now you have me sitting here wondering when but I can't she think was of, pregnant. I can't think. I only Carrie is the only one that pops into my mind because yeah. of how glaring it was to see how different she looked <laughs> right. in season two and three when she came back. But did, she's pregnant twice, but I don't yeah. think the last time affected it because they canceled. No, 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 no. Well, they, they delayed. They shooting delayed they shooting. Shot it. Yeah, no, they cut some of the episodes. No, they pushed it back. Some of the episodes were cut. Yeah, because they, they ended up in like cutting no, it for down. Both. From the first time to... she was pregnant, they cut it because there was. They rushed season three, which I hated. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. second one, they I think it was just the mid-season. Yeah. But I know the second time she was pregnant, we didn't... She shot up until she started showing mm-hmm. in the face and everything. And then they broke. And then we didn't... But there was a... Though, in that season that she was pregnant the second time, they shot when she wasn't... Or when she wasn't showing. So it looks like regular Olivia that we're used to. But then they ended up using some of the episode that they shot when she was pregnant and showing. 
So then she blows up for one episode and then dis- it's. I have to go back yeah. and look, but yeah. Yeah. But no, and just disclaimer this is not commentary on what women should and shouldn't do with their bodies. This is just me as a person thinking about money and creativity, and I'm not trying to see Olivia Pope blow up 30 pounds and not say nothing about it. Listen. Somebody should have a comment in that White House. Fitz could have said something. Yeah, no, You're definitely. getting thicker. I like it. Something simple. <laughs> yeah. No, I think about stuff like that all the time, like though, as a writer, because like on TV, you can't control it because it is yeah. so collaborative. So right. say for a reason, the actor needs to go. Like say they have a horrible right. tragedy or something or whatever. Like they're saying, they gain weight or they get pregnant or whatever else. Like you have to work that. Or so, an actor you got problems with now, you want him to be fired off the show. Or actors have tension. Yeah. Now I deal with this bullshit in my writers' room. I had a vision for the season. I mm-hmm. sat down with these folks, and now here you come. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go back in there and talk to them again after we. You know how long it takes to write. How long is it to break a show in general? Hello. Child. Hello. 4.5 months for some. Ah! But. So <laughs> I was so I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> like you did an amazing job. You held off for a long time. <laughs> Shut out, bitch. <laughs> I didn't know we were recording it. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. I'm like, you went and said this would be. I was like, okay, yeah, we should do it. And I'm like, okay, yes, you should. And then you look at me like, what is the time? Like, is it? <laughs> it's like we about to jump rope now. You gotta, yeah. you gotta find the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to jump rope? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, most people probably wouldn't assume that I know how to jump rope. I mean, is there a certain type of person that knows how to jump rope? Listen, this episode is called You Might Be Offended. So offend so. me then, bitch. <laughs> you offended quite a few people, I'm sure, <laughs> when you came on. <laughs> Ta out, bitch. Oh. Bitches. Oh. Leave no bitch unleft. Okay. Unnoticed. Okay. Out. Leave okay. no bitch out. Okay. <laughs> we just gonna go completely go there. <laughs> we just gonna go there. Like, hey, what does unleft even mean? I don't know what that means. Listen, make up stuff. <laughs> you might be offended by these because made then, up words. then you'll be offended by grammar Nazis. There we go. Come on, come on. They'll be offended. I won't be offended. <laughs> I'll be offending them. Okay, which is fine. You don't really care. The episode's called "You Might Be Offended." You got to go all the way there, right? There we go. Yes. And speaking of which, we went there during this conversation we with Damone. So did. we hope that you guys enjoyed that first half. Yes. The conversation was uh, quite lengthy, so we're going to give you a two-parter. Come on, length. <laughs> Girth? L- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Genuinely caught off guard. <laughs> Your face. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so you like episodes like this. <laughs> we're clearly going to have to have another. You might be offended. <laughs> <laughs> we're in your wheelhouse now i mean yeah. i'm just thinking you know the conversation we had with damone mm-hmm. the, the conversation we're about to have now yes this list of, for the culture of pop is you know yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> but no so we did a part one yeah with, with damone mm-hmm. which we didn't announce when we started the interview which is fine right. life happens you know <laughs> and so part two will be next week mm-hmm. and yeah Indeed. So here we are for culture of pop. It's culture hey, of pop time. Is it? Yeah. I feel like I Loki kind of took over. I didn't mean to do that. But but listen, gotta, this, this is your section. <laughs> it's your section. Like, you were like, okay. Right. He was like, all right. He said enough. It's time. That bitch. No, I'm playing. Oh. Right. I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. These are jokes. He can fight me though, but I'm joking. I'm oh. Joking. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep making sure you share. You share that part with us. Okay. I know he doesn't care. It's the other people that you know. You gotta. 
But you, they, they might be offended. You told them already, so there's no reason to. Okay. Bitches gonna be bitches. I don't know. <laughs> you were enjoying this too much. Okay. Enjoying this too much. Woo. Okay. So back to length and girth. Mm, oh. So we're gonna. It's culture of pop. What? what <laughs> where does the girth come in? Like, so um, <laughs> it's past week online. Okay. <laughs> There was a video, a video, not a video. I don't know what a video is. <laughs> I need you. I'm not sleepy. Maybe I was about to say, are you can't still be feeling your drink from I'm, earlier. Not, no, not at okay. all. Okay, no, right. I'm sleepy. Okay, I'm there we go. The wind down of the weekend. But anyways, so length and girth. Mm-hmm. This past week, okay, there was a video online mm-hmm. of a certain songstress oh, performing fellatio yes. to a ghost. I don't know. <laughs> she was mimicking it, do, doing a live demonstration yeah. in the middle of one of her songs. I don't know. Not to a ghost. I mean, you know, I don't, I mean. Well, I mean, there was a whole microphone in front of her. Well, but the microphone was not in her mouth. Okay. Got you. So, I mean, maybe if it would have been in her mouth, and that'd be different. Well, right. That, that might have been a bit much. I don't know. It would. Well, some people felt like she was already doing a bit much. But anyways, so Jill Scott, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is who we're talking about. In case you did not see the video, you can go look up the video now. Mm-hmm. Pause us, go watch it. Come back. Right. Make sure you come back. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to come back. I mean, hopefully finish. they're in a place where maybe they can go on their laptop. Can keep so. us on their phone. Hey, right here, multitask. Don't listen to us and also watch the video. I've, so you gotta I've already learned. You gotta know your people. <laughs> this is very true. Because so, I'm the type I would go and watch the video, and if I keep the podcast on, I've missed the whole conversation about what y'all said about the video. So it's fine. But yes, so she was at one of her concerts mm-hmm. and she was demonstrating, quote unquote, mm-hmm. how to perform. You know, head give head to your man, okay. the ghost, whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was this big uproar. <laughs> online and i was confused because i was not surprised no to see jill scott mimicking head right on stage because jill scott has been freaky since the very first listen album. from day one and i feel like she's gotten freakier with each album i mm-hmm. don't know if she's ever tried to hide that i don't think she's ever I don't think shied so. away i wasn't i mean it was like okay yeah but it wasn't like Wow, where'd that come from? Right. Like, if this is Yolanda Adams, then we need to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need to have a conversation. Like, if Monica's doing this on stage, because I'm already back secular. If Monica's doing this on stage, I feel like, again, we need to talk. I, that doesn't seem like really? Monica to me. Really? Not, Monica? Not performing head on stage. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem like her. But. No. Now I can see maybe if she had a conversation about sex. Okay. That I can see. Okay. I, I'm okay. talking about solely the demonstration. Got part. you. Okay. No, I, well, yes. I couldn't. But I'm saying nothing about what Jill Scott did, though. Was like this is not Jill Scott. No, this is, it seems very Jill. This Scott. is very on brand. Yes, yes, that <laughs> that right there. This is very it on is brand. Very on brand. Yes. I'm surprised she stopped when she did. To be honest. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So, also though, I need her. You know, the singing's cute. Mm-hmm. I love the singing. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. The acting that she's doing is cute. I need her to get back into the studio because I want another album. Yes. I'm still going to support the acting career, mm-hmm. but I want more music. Okay. I don't know if I want another demonstration, but again, I won't be surprised if I okay. go to a concert and I see one. <laughs> I, I, and before you move on, I yes. just need to say this. I need people to calm down mm-hmm. because there was a lot of noise being made about what she did. Yes. And yeah. So you and I talked about how we weren't surprised, but yes. I need to make sure that I let who, if there are any misfits who are listening, which I think that our listeners would know better. But if we do have any misfits who are listening who felt some kind of way about that, I would like for you to hit us up and let us know why. I personally need to hear the other side of things. Why somebody believes that that's something that's out of character for Jill to do. 
I don't understand I why it's controversial. To, I absolutely get why it's controversial because we shy away from sex as a society. So that I get. That's fine. But I like I'm saying, I think it's somebody maybe who's only has ever heard her singles. But even with the singles, baby, you have a listen. Because there's a line here or there in just about every song where she sang something sexual. That's 2018. It is, but people aren't there. You gotta get there, though. Listen. Head is phenomenal. Can everybody okay. just understand? Well, all right. Listen, you might be offended, but not meaning you. But head. I mean... <laughs> you listening out there. You head, out there. Listen, you might be offended, but head is is everything. Talk about it. Every single solitary thing. And if somebody is going to show you how amazing it is, come on. you need to watch and you need to learn. You better... Come on. So that you can take those skills to Promote. somebody else. Persuade. Hello? <laughs> Hashtag get the throat. I don't have any time for people. Okay. Well, I have all the time if it's that. But I'm Come saying, on. like, hey. how is anybody offended by that? That's wonderful. Like, that's literally heaven coming to you. Or you coming from. But anyway. So I just need folks to understand <laughs> that it's phenomenal. <laughs> that it's phenomenal. And Jill Scott was doing a great service when she showed people the way that it should be done. Take lessons. You should be taking notes of being offended. Where's your notepad? Where's your pen? Wow. Watch and take copious notes. Not copious. Listen, go in. <laughs> go in. Cover the front, the back of the page. Like, learn. Okay. Sit there for a minute. Ask yourself, why am I mad about this? Okay. Ponder. Yes, ponder. And then after you finish with that, say, but you know what? I've liked her music in the past. She usually teach me something. So maybe she's teach me something now. Reflect. Come on. Take those notes down. And then go and do what it is that you need to do. Okay. You'll thank her later. Okay. You will. All right, then. You will. I just need to get that off my chest. I, it's fine. You know how I feel about oral. I can't. I mean, we're going to talk about oral some more, so it's okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, Mark Lewinsky. Uh-oh. Oh. It's, it's on, it fits. <laughs> it fits. Uh, uh, okay. It fits. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's part of a, um, it's a six-part, I do believe it's six parts. No, I know for sure it's six parts. I'm not certain the network. I think it's A&E. Okay. It's a, um, a six-part documentary uh, called The Clinton Affair. And my understanding is that it's basically um, focusing more so on her, her finally telling her side fully and just kind of her looking back. Kind of thing. And I was watching an interview that she was doing, I think, with Good Morning America or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just talking and thinking back. And she was like, well, back then she was 22. Now she's like 45. So, you know, it's 23 years ago. And just her her looking back and, like, she can really understand, you know, it. she can absolutely get maybe why she did it. That makes sense. She's like, she was 22-year-old. This man's giving her attention. And she was like, this is really just somebody who I have a crush on who's paying me attention. Mm-hmm. And that's really where she was coming from out of everything else. And I think it's just very interesting how, or it sucks that, you know, something that you do so young becomes your whole life story. Like, right. she's, she's never going to live this down. Like, right. this has been, like she said, 23 years, and it's all she's going to be remembered for, sadly. Yeah. Or the main thing, at least. Yeah. And also, too, it was, I was thinking back, because I know I don't know enough about it. I probably shouldn't. That's why I'm going to watch, just because I'm curious. I've always heard everybody else's opinions. Right. But, of course, 23 years ago, I was I was pretty young. So yeah, yeah, young. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, it just is, is, 
interesting maybe the way she's been vilified and the way he of course we i guess we know like patriarchy massage why he was able to indeed you know indeed rebrand himself and continue having everyone had his back <laughs> including his wife so yeah and still does mm-hmm. still does she does because i remember she said something i don't know if it was this year or a couple years ago it was still something to the effect of like you know some it was something derogatory <clears throat> towards right um monica mm-hmm. and i she pretty much was talking about how monica is an adult <clears throat> or or was an adult at the time excuse I, me i get that but i also think and i don't know if it was monica herself who said this or somebody else when i was watching good morning america they were kind of like you know he had a presence about him or just his position in general is very alluring kind of right. thing and so that kind of can can overpower everything else because he's not yeah. just an average 40 something whatever your right. man he's like the president and he's giving you attention right and hell she was 22 it's so like she said i i would be you probably hard pressed to find many people who would not have maybe done some, done something similar yeah i i'm always put off by scenarios where the the wife or the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the husband mm-hmm. when they take more offense to the other party yes. than they do to their spouse I always find that to be very troubling because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a cop out. Absolutely. You know? I think too, it's, it's, I feel like it should be significantly harder for you to forgive the person you're with. Yes. Than to forgive someone who doesn't. I, mm, I do feel like it's, it's the person who's in the relationship. It's their responsibility to honor their vows or their commitment. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course the other person's not on them, but they, they know what they're doing. Of right. course. Absolutely. But absolutely. I, yeah, I can't, I can't blame you for not honoring maybe my commitment. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? This is not something that you're in. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's my thing very is, is that I, the, whoever the third party is, mm-hmm. I'm not privy to their backstory. I don't know. But that's, this is just me. I always mm-hmm. think about these kind of things. I don't know what led them to mm-hmm. what it is they ended up doing with you. Yeah. You know? However, I do know you. Yeah. I know the life that we have together. Absolutely. So I'm angry because you decided to step out of that. Yeah. We didn't have conversations that could have prohibited this from taking place. Absolutely. Or maybe we didn't, you just didn't care. That you part. know? However, but with this person, why am I getting angry at them when I don't know anything about their story? Especially when they're a stranger. I think that's the thing. It's right. Like somebody you maybe have only said hi to or something, if that. Yes. Yes. So it's sweetie be on your way be be on your way i'm mad that you you took part in this with him however you're irrelevant if i'm being completely honest and also to to still be because like i'm saying she said said, uh, hillary said something derogatory and i'm like yes this was 23 years why are you still listening why are you still mad listen and they say that we scorpios hold on things for a really long time i i need for her to listen listen (laughs) let it go please and thank you let it go Speaking of letting it go in politics, mm-hmm. something else you want to talk about? There are, there was some letting go this weekend. You well, hear come me? On. There was some letting go, <laughs> and I, I feel, I feel some kind of way. But I mean, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, as somebody who consider, considers himself to be an independent, mm-hmm. I, uh, I have to understand. I mean, I lean more liberal, but I, I really wanted these people to be able to have their day in the sun and to help to progress us forward. Yeah. So it hurt that like it was like dominoes all falling this weekend as uh, Stacey Abrams, who was running for governor mm-hmm. in Georgia. of uh, Georgia, she conceded to Brian Kemp and he is now going to be governor of Georgia. It it continues to feel so strange living in a red state. <laughs> I've lived in blue states my whole life. So this whole scenario is just so weird and strange to me. Um, come on, Lance Bottom. <laughs> it can make me very happy to live in a democratic city, at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Stacey conceded, 
which which sucked, especially mm-hmm. because everything around this particular race yeah. was tainted as hell. Absolutely. Tainted. And I don't want to speak ill on anyone. You know, I, I hope that he finds some way to do some good yeah. for the state of Georgia. However, karma is serious. Yeah. And he should know the fact that he started off this race still as Secretary of State part, of Georgia. That part. I'm like, why is there nothing in place to really force somebody like, hey, I'm going to run now. So, and with running, I may or I may not win, but this job is gone. It's gone. Listen. Like, listen. Because I'm saying that's what, that's what your aspirations to be. So you should be hopeful that you're going to win. You might not. And you know that in the back of your head, but especially when that's something that's in conflict of interest. Why he he you... literally didn't step down until after the election. Of course. That's insane. That's insane. And I think it's, it's like I'm saying, it's more so insane that he was not forced to do so. That, yeah. That nobody above him was like, hey, stop. Like, right. quit coming in here. Go to right. fire kind of yeah. thing. Like, Please quit coming here. <laughs> give me your keys. Like, I'm going to give you, I'm saying like, you, like, let me empty in, empty your desk and give you a little, uh, <laughs> your little box and take your ass Good luck on the trail. Like, goodbye. He said, stop coming in here. <laughs> you are fired. You have been replaced. We're changing the name on the door. <laughs> well, in Florida, Republican Ron DeSantis is now going to be governor, mm-hmm. as uh, Andrew Gillum conceded. Mm-hmm. And that's the one. I was having a conversation with someone. This was before the elections mm-hmm. about how I saw it going. And I said, I believe that there was no chance that Ben Jealous was going to become governor of Maryland. <clears throat> I completely saw Governor Hogan remaining in office. Mm-hmm. When it came to Stacey Abrams, I felt like that was kind of a toss up. Yeah. It could be either she or Brian and Kemp. It was real close, right? I don't remember why. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was numbers, close. but yeah. <clears throat> but when it came to uh, uh, Mayor Gillum, I was absolutely certain mm-hmm. that he was going to beat DeSantis. Mm-hmm. I was sure of that, you know? Yeah. So when it got to this point, and he conceded originally. Yeah. And then he pulled back. This was literally days ago that he pulled back. Yeah. I was kind of bothered by the fact. I was like, oh, this this looks like <laughs> it was like 48 hours ago you pulled back from your concession and you're doing it again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he conceded this weekend as well. And um, also with, um, <clears throat> I believe his name is Bill Nelson. Bill Nelson conceded from being um, the uh, senator mm-hmm. of Florida as well. And he's also a Democrat. Okay. So it's just like watching. Oh, and it, it's just, it makes you happy about yeah. the House and the fact that at least the Democrats <laughs> have the House now. Yeah. So there, there's balance, at least when it comes to, for the most part, when it comes to government. Mm-hmm. But, oh boy. Like, there was so much to be excited about. Yeah. And everyone's saying they can't wait to see what everyone does next. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I. And it's interesting because I know how I feel about government to begin with. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting balance for myself mm-hmm. because on one hand, it's like I wanted to see such beautiful change from these necessary people who needed to be in these positions. Absolutely. However, I also know what politics can do to people. Yes. And sometimes I feel like it's better that they didn't get into office mm-hmm. because it can corrupt you. Absolutely. You know? So it's like maybe it's best that you didn't get this position because you can go out into the public sector, a uh, private sector, excuse me. And if you go into the private sector, you can do more than you yeah. could have if you were in these positions of power. Absolutely. Um, this culture pop is a little bit lengthy, but I do want to ask you this since we're talking about it already. Do you think 
the conversation of, of I guess uh, presidential race in 2020 mm-hmm. do you think that there is a good chance that a minority be it a woman or somebody of color would win or do you think that uh, what do you just what are your thoughts I guess in general if people are as <clears throat> if they can find a way to galvanize people the way they did back in 2008 mm-hmm. then yes you know mm-hmm. uh, if we have enough young people who feel as passionate as they did back in 2008 then yes mm-hmm if we get to a point where people are so jaded, yeah. especially after the situation with Abrams and Gillum, you yeah. know, um, and and also um, been jealous as well. I don't want to take him from the conversation that they may feel like the government's not going to work in my favor. No mm-hmm. matter what I do, they're going to keep they're going to steal elections to find some way around it. There's going to be something dirty that happens. Then some people may not even bother to come out. That With Obama, sense. there was a hope there, yeah. a genuine hope. You know, like we can really have a change. Yeah. But it could be a point because they they keep doing it. It keeps being situations where they're like, we're gonna find somewhere around this, and we're gonna get it. The truth is, and I know I probably said this word for word earlier. There's no reason why Brian Kemp should be governor. There, there's a serious problem with the fact that he was still in that position. That should have cut him out right then and there. Yeah. There should have been some law that should have been like, listen, mm-hmm. you stayed in here until the election was over. You got to go. Yeah. That's against the law, you know? But I'm like, he did it and there was nothing. He paid no cost Absolutely. whatsoever, you know? And with the whole thing with Trump, I mean, speaking from the outside in, it's been stated that we can be sure that Russia tampered in the election. But I'm like, if it's absolutely 100% fact, then look all the way up to the top office. You don't know if your vote's going to truly count. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, you know, if we can have people who really believe we can go out there and make a difference, then it, it will. I yeah. can absolutely see a minority end up being in office again. But if it's a situation where they're looking at you and they're saying, no matter what you do, in all honesty, we're going to get the person in that we want. Yeah. Then no. It's not going to happen. Because I think I want to be hopeful and optimistic, but it's very hard to do so. And I think that we might just need two white men on the ticket on the Democratic side. Because I'm just like, there's no, there's no reason Hillary shouldn't have won. However you feel about her, Trump should not be in office. Right. Like, yeah. we can all agree there. But it's like, because she was a woman. Yeah. And so now I hear people saying, oh, this black person, this black person should be. And I'm like, no. Like, we saw how, ra- we know how racist America right. is. So why would we even, I feel like setting yourself up for failure. Why not put somebody who is a good enough... A good like the country needs something different, mm-hmm. but clearly the country, or at least enough of the voters, are not ready right. for something different. Yeah, so give them something that is visually appealing because that's all they care about anyway. Right, most of them. So to push in the stuff that we want, like right. I just don't. Well, I and see that that's just it. Like it's this interesting thing when it comes to women mm-hmm. because I honestly feel like, and I don't know what would end up coming out as far as somebody like um, Cory Booker, but I feel like he could run mm-hmm. and that there would be a lot of people across parties who would yeah. end up really supporting him, mm-hmm. you know, but then you get somebody like Kamala Harris and she's phenomenal, but yet she wouldn't get the votes no and it it creates this very interesting situation when it comes to women like why is it such a hard pushback and seeing her against trump there are a lot of people who would be excited about it but those are people who aren't thinking about the long game yeah you know and it's like the the way that that would end up looking at the end of the day you would assume because he would end up saying some things that should automatically have him lose listen but it would once again galvanize the people who support him exactly and but 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 and this is what this is a huge but the fact that they would come out as strong as they did 
I can honestly say there would be more black people coming out for Kamala than there would be for a Cory Booker. Because you would have black women. Yeah. And black women would be like, we're not taking this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you would get white women who actually feel and back black women who would come out as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I look at somebody like her and I'm like, if he just says the right offensive things, women across the board for a good point, for a, a, a good amount would be sick and tired. Now you'll still have some people who are going to be there for Trump, mm-hmm. but he could really dig a ditch for himself where women are like, okay, we're done because she is not a, a wilting flower. Mm-hmm. She's going to come back at him, yeah. you know? And it could be a narrative that's created that's like, aren't we all sick and tired of this? Aren't we done? Yeah. I mean, because she's the name that I've heard. I mean, those are the two names that I've heard. But yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I see it. Well, I mean, also, dude, I'm not sure because I know you don't live in Houston anymore, but uh, I'm trying to remember his name. The one is who just. Beto? Beto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Um, there were <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that name. I don't know enough about. Yeah, you know. I believe I got his name right. But there are a lot of people who are thinking that maybe he could end up running as well. Mm-hmm. They said he has the charisma, the mm-hmm. knowledge that makes it uh, necessary for him to be president. Uh, so there's a possibility for him as well. But uh, and this will make for a long conversation, so I won't even get into it. But I'm, I'm I've been done and have been done for a really long time with the two party system. I'm really done with that because it makes it. It makes it, I don't know, there, there needs to be more space for more voices. Because not everyone feels completely conservative. Not everyone feels Absolutely, completely yeah. liberal. So like, this is my team, this is your team. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And we exist in a world now where there are a lot of people who are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know? I mean, well. And the the parties, the, the, par- the part of the parties that are most popular right now mm-hmm. are the extreme liberal and the extreme conservative. Absolutely. And that's not who everyone is. So it's like, who's speaking for the people who find themselves somewhere in the middle who are like, okay, you know, when it comes to conservatives, I don't completely believe in everything you believe in when it comes to social issues. However, fiscally, I'm nowhere near where liberals are, you know? So it's like, there are people who exist there and there there aren't a lot of voices for them right now. So I'm like, there needs to be another party that's like, listen, we're over here and we're (laughs) for you, you know? Um, Because that's the reason why I consider myself to be an independent now, because I take issue with both parties. A lot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, there there aren't enough voices that are speaking up or or, or who have the backing. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that it's a bullying situation. Yeah. Where it's like, I come in as a third party and I'm like, is anyone going to listen? And then the other two parties are like, no, you don't have yeah. the, the people the behind too, you. It's like, you'll see the third party when you go, but you're like, well, why would I even? Right. And I feel like so many of us think, why would I even yeah. vote for that person? Because you know... It's the fight. It's just like it's like there's two teams who are having a game, and then the referee decides to get in. The <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, it's two com- two whole teams, and you're one person. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yes. Okay. So we've discussed head mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. times. We've discussed politics. Look at discussing your passions. <laughs> now we're gonna discuss some hood shit. So oh, here we go. Here we go. Look, balance. We right. got my stuff. Now time for your stuff. We, Indeed. I, yeah, these next two. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole, you might be offended. Yo. <laughs> I don't know what time y'all are listening. If you can make a drink, maybe you want one now. Oh, okay. Discuss two, two. Uh... Yeah, it's fine. We're gonna go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> so, everyone's most problematic. Well, that's, never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's, it's hard. I was gonna say most problematic morning show, but there are a few others. I was about who to would, say who might rival this one, yeah. but <laughs> the one everybody loves to hate. Okay, the Breakfast Club. 
Oh, I thought she was gonna say Wendy Williams. I was like, no. I thought I was thinking Fox and Friends. It's <laughs> like so many. Okay, I was thinking. I know plenty of people don't like Steve Harvey, so I mean, hey, don't. But anyways, don't at the all. Breakfast Club. Okay. So, yes. So, mm-hmm. um, City Girls, Carisha from City Girls, because JT's still in jail. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, it's a duo. If you haven't heard them, it's fine. They're they've been canceled a few times. Okay, it's at least twice now. Okay. So it's fine. <laughs> so a couple months ago, uh, old tweet surfaced about uh, them both tweeting things being homophobic. You know, saying um, if they had a son, they would want him to be gay. They would beat him, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. This was a couple months ago. They were canceled, right? Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. a new song came out and it was hot. And I saw everybody on my Twitter dancing and getting along. I was like, oh, okay. Don't be canceled them. So, I'm not so, mad. So then I canceled I'm not mad. Gotcha. I'm not mad. Okay. Cool. Okay. So then I think it was this past Friday, um, there was another album coming out, which I'm confused about. Like, <laughs> one of y'all is in jail. <laughs> so did y'all just like, but I mean, I know some artists just record a whole bunch of shit. Right. Which normally I feel like is not released, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I guess you gotta capitalize while you can. I, I don't know how long her bid is that she's been doing. So, uh-huh. I told <laughs> so the album uh, came out, and I'm assuming Risha is the one who's out of jail. Okay. Was there to promote the album. So they asked her about the homophobic tweets. Mm-hmm. And so she basically doubled down on it. She was like, Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I'm just saying I want my, my son to be gay. She was like, I'm not homophobic, but I just don't want that for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. saying, me saying I'm gonna beat him because he's gay same, is the same thing as your mom saying she's gonna beat you because you like. She said something like, you waste some juice. It was something like... What? Not waste juice, but you know what I'm saying? Something you would discipline a child for. Right. Normally, she compared so, the two. So I'm disciplining you for being gay? But she's not homophobic, because she has gay friends and stylists and everything oh, else. Boy. So it's like, oh, boy. Several things. It's like... <laughs> right. So one, you've already seen the ramifications of your tweets, because yes, you were canceled before. Absolutely. So that means you had time, because even when the tweets came out, she doubled down then. So right. It's like, Okay, so you see that didn't work before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. nobody in the camp thought to say, hey, at least lie. Right. At least lie. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like these tweets are old. You can always say, I've changed my mind. Yeah. You, I, uh, ma'am. Right. Ma'am. So they've been canceled again to some people. I mean, some people are still going to listen to whatever. Right. I, um, it's kind of going, going along with something else we were going to say later on. Mm. What? Because well, I want to say something. Well, you go ahead. And okay. I can, I'll wait. So, then. some people might be offended. Go ahead. Offend them. But this is uh, a constant journey that queer black men have to deal with when it comes to our sisters out here. Okay. And this is a, a narrative that's on loop mm-hmm. that needs to be discussed more often in public. You know? The fact that now, mind you, I need to be clear that there are sisters who who stand up for us. Absolutely. And who, you know, make it very clear that they are uh, advocates and they are al- allies. However, there are many sisters who have no problem saying flat out that they take issue mm-hmm. with queer men, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, this is something that I've dealt with even in my 9 to 5, where I've had to educate people, even the now, (laughs) even (laughs) in 2018, about the fact that you you say it's a shame. And I had to say to one of them, and and here's the sad thing. The sad thing is, is they don't even realize they're being offensive. They don't. It's the whole thing. It's like, oh, there are no good men out here left. They're either all gay, married, in jail. Right. Ma'am. Listen. Well, if they're already off the market or not interested in you, they want part of your dating pool to be. Hello. With. 
so move on so i said to her because i'm sitting there thinking i'm irritated but i also know her heart is in the right place mm-hmm. like you know oh so i was like well it's not a shame because i'm gonna make another man very very happy and so she didn't know what to do with that yeah, didn't because so Had often right because so often when that said the other person will back down so i looked it right in her face and i was like no there's no shame in it and i no. smiled i was like i'm gonna make another man really happy so she backed down and kept it pushing you know but i'm like that more first of all there need to be more people who aren't afraid to stand up like that yes but two there need to be respected respectable conversations between two people yes you know like you said what you said i'm not looking to make you feel bad but you need to understand that that's wrong absolutely you need you to know? see the flaw in your logic or the lack of logic lack of logic listen absolutely and it's the exact same thing with um our cis hetero brothers mm-hmm. because the thing is is that you say that you're cool with people who are gay as long as they don't try to come on to you what makes you think they even find you attractive to begin with? To begin with. Hello? It's ego. Listen, because I'm sure there are lots of women who don't find you attractive. So, hello? <laughs> but also, too, if you tell a queer man that you're straight, the high majority of them don't even view you in a... They're not going to try to pursue you because you're not interested. Right. Who exactly. To, it's mental gymnastics enough to try to come out. I'm going to do that with you. <laughs> like we said before, No One Wait was a fairy tale. It was cute. Right. For some people. I know you didn't enjoy okay, that. That's listen, fine. Listen. I'm not going to be offensive to him okay. today. But <laughs> we're offending enough other people. But no, it's like, who wants to do that? And I think I'll challenge our, you back just a bit mm-hmm. with the queer men and women. Okay. I think that there are definitely some men who are misogynistic mm-hmm. to me. I mean which still exists right but it's like there needs to be nuance on both sides is all yeah. I'm saying it's like you need to be able to to treat women equally and fairly as you treat men absolutely but then women can't view all men queer otherwise as potential yes partners or whatever absolutely like it's, it's absolutely. not a slight to you it's that my sexuality has nothing to do with you nothing it's like yours has nothing to do with me listen you can I've had women who have been like they have found me so attractive and they're like, the oh my god, like, right? Little I'm like, where, where did that, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Can't you just say that you think I'm attractive and leave it there? Right. Listen, we, he and I, uh, BHW and I, went out to eat, mm-hmm. and there was a sister who was our waitress, mm-hmm. and I was, I told him, I was like, you know what? If I was straight, I could see myself wanting right. to date her. You know, that's it. I didn't need to say to her, it's a damn shame you're straight. I smash like, uh, right. like only you are, dude. Right. Oh my God! If we could just, you know, cut your hair, maybe bulk you up a little bit. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like that. That was unnecessary to say. Finding the stud, but I hear you. Oh, hear you. <laughs> I'm not. You might be offended, but <laughs> I don't, why is that offensive? I don't. I don't know. It's queer people dating queer people. I don't know. That's Come on, offensive. let them know. Let them know. That's all. That's all. <laughs> queer people dating queer people. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, not. I didn't get offensive yet. Okay. So was that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm interested i'm like what's up next <laughs> okay so this uh past weekend i went to the movies mm-hmm. i haven't been to the movies in a minute it was a few movies out i want to see i didn't see money and then just being lazy and so the movie comes and goes and it's not in the movies anymore it's mm-hmm. fine <laughs> so uh this past weekend uh widows came out and i was like i'm kind of i don't know if i really want to see it i really don't want to see viola i really only want to see viola and um I can't remember his name, but Brian from uh, Atlanta, yeah. Paperboy. Mm-hmm. Is his name Paperboy? Yeah, Brian's his name in real life. Yes, it's yes. Yeah. But I was like, I was trying to make sure I'm not yeah, saying real <laughs> right. rapper, because uh-huh. it sounds like a real rapper's name, so it's fine. <laughs> so I was like, but the only ones I really want to go see in the movie. So and then it's opening weekend, it might be packed. Whatever, cool. So I go right. see nobody's full because I, I wait, wait, wait. You thought it was gonna be packed for widows? I 
feel like it might be passed. That's sweet of you. Okay, go ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I, I try to be optimistic everybody opening weekend. That's awesome. Unless it's like, you know, just like, well, which we will get to. Unless you've just completely trashed the movie during the promo. <laughs> Unless you've ruined things for yourself. Then I'm like, it should be a pretty decent size. So, yes, I went to go see Nobody's Fool. And actually, it was pretty full. I was like, didn't this come out last week? But whatever. It's Tyler Perry. They're, they're always going to. I wanted to go and support the actors involved. Tyler Perry in Atlanta. Yeah. And I went to Megan. But yes. Oh, right, right, right. It's fine. He extends um, further into Georgia. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna shut up. I'm it's sorry. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I will say he's made worse movies. Um, he has. He has. He has made worse movies. Yes, absolutely. I um, you know, once again, it was the whole you know, uh, powerful black woman Listen. who has a career who's single and finds a man who's not as successful as her because he has this checkered past. Medea wasn't in this movie, anyway. and they she probably wasn't. Talk but about Whoopi's it. wig was. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> don't understand that. But no, I um, the movie wasn't horrible. <laughs> It uh it felt a bit long. Okay. It was um his first R rated comedy. It didn't need to be R rated. It was like one of those things where they like make sex jokes and it's like, did middle schoolers write this? Right. Some of this stuff is you know sometimes you can make a sex joke but then you go on too long and it's like, we get it. Right. Like we no but we got it for real. <laughs> there was a cameo by a famous comedian. I won't ruin that in case you don't know. Okay. I know you're not gonna see it, but I won't ruin it for the misfits in case right. they go see it. I'll tell you after it's mm-hmm. fine. Um. I really want Tiffany Haddish to win. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she's funny. Okay. And that's real. I, I just... Um, so I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't seen the last OG. Yeah. But I... She's herself in this movie yet again. I was about to say, was she Tiffany again? She was. Okay. She was. Um, I could tell from the commercial she was still going to be Tiffany. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I enjoyed Whoopi in it. I didn't like her wig or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> I also didn't really... I don't know. I felt like maybe Whoopi wasn't even acting. I don't know. Right. I just felt like we just got on set. And he was like, "This is what the scene's supposed to be. You, whatever you feel comfortable." Doing. Right. And we'll go with that. Well, what about Omari? Was he good in it? Yeah, Omari was good. Okay. Um, I mean, I and I liked Tika Sumter. I liked seeing Amber Riley do something. And I was watched the interview. Seeing who? Amber Riley was in it. Amber Riley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She did an interview. She was like, she's played a kid, a, like a teenager for so long. So this, right. even this was something different for her. I just it it was just lacking because it's him. And yeah, that's all. he yeah. just doesn't need to to write direct. He only needs to produce when it comes to like literally just writing a check. There we go. And then stay home. There we go. But yes, um, so there was that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of controversial movies, to a sense, we didn't get to discuss this because it happened, I think, while we were on hiatus. Yeah, uh, I went to see the movie and I saw the trailer for the Rebel Rebel Wilson movie. Ah, uh, yes. And you and I discussed this offline, so we're gonna try to keep this brief. Mm-hmm. We'll try. Cause yeah, yeah, and so um, I was like, the movie doesn't look necessarily horrible, but I think it sucks now that her her tweets or comments or whatever she did has ruined a large audience who would have gone to see this movie. Right, and it just sucks. It made me think. You know, sometimes we've seen this happen a bunch of times lately, and especially in the past few years, where mm-hmm. the one star or whatever of the movie was of everybody else. And it's like we all got to eat. Yeah, like yeah, why are you messing up my coin? I also think everybody overreacted, but I won't get into overreacted that. is an understatement. We we exist in this world now <laughs> where you're not allowed to say one. Tell me one other thing she said that offended y'all asses. Like I'm not saying that she she was she was incorrect, you know. Incorrect. But the I won't thing say she is, was wrong. That's all she was was incorrect. Have somebody correct her, and then we keep it pushing. Yeah. Like I think too, it's. 
I have low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> for white people. I yeah. just, when it comes Listen. to us, I just don't expect them to know all of our movies. Right. So many of us don't even know don't, of our movies. Hello. One. Two, she's Australian. So right. I, I expect literally nothing. Right. <laughs> literally nothing. I'm surprised you even know who Monique and Quincy Tifa are. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Like you probably saw an episode of the Parkers with like subtitles. I don't even know. You know Did what I'm you saying? say subtitles? I'm joking. They speak I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? I just don't. I have like literally <laughs> just nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. Okay. You didn't see it. Whatever, girl. Yeah. Pretty much it's on you. Pretty much, yeah. We gonna see a little funky ass movie? No, no, I'm joking. I mean, I can't. I really wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't but, gonna see it either. But but I'm not know. finna. I don't have to give you all the energy. It's yeah, me though. Why? Because my thing is, she wasn't even being nasty, she or wasn't. I don't get it. Like, where? <sighs> I'm sorry. If the girl don't know, the girl just don't know. Right. People drain me. Just find any reason to be angry about every damn thing. <laughs> they do. They do. Instead of attacking her, show up for the other people. Show up for Queen Latifah. Show up for Monique. Who y'all have canceled for? Well, Hello. Right. <sighs> she shouldn't be canceled. I'll say that. Okay. She's not completely correct. Right. In, especially in her tactics. Right. But she should not be canceled. Right. I agree with that. She's funnier than some other people. So we'll go there. <laughs> facts on facts on facts. <laughs> and I'm just talking about people we've mentioned today. She's definitely funnier than a lot of female comedians. I will give her that. Is. Monique is who he's talking about, by yes. the way. Monique. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let me make sure it's clear. So that, like, he's about Rebel Wilson? No. I'm not even familiar with her. I just know she's been in the Pitch Perfect movies, but I haven't seen those. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's what I saw this weekend. What have you been watching? Um, I have been <laughs> watching. It's been real difficult with TV these days because there's a whole lot between um, network television and streaming. There's a mm-hmm. whole lot. So first of all, how to get away, how, how to get away with murder. With murder. There we go. <laughs> um, it, it it's become better, mm-hmm. and it makes me happy Good. because they were an afterthought for me for a long time. That's so nice of you. Uh, to consider it to be an afterthought. <laughs> I couldn't. the The show was just. It was too. It was unnecessarily dark. I won't say too dark. It was unnecessarily dark. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I understand we're talking about murder. Murder doesn't mean that every single scene has to be dark. Like meaning the the actual look of yeah, the scene. I get what you're saying. Come on, you know where I'm about to go <laughs> when go it comes there. to this directing. I'm like, I I need for you to understand you can work with a different color palette because it makes me want to go to sleep watching a lot of these scenes. I get bored and I'm like, okay, I'm done because these greens. Are, are wearing me out. I know I'm not a director because I never even noticed that. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I never it's, noticed it somebody else points it out. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It 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 looks so different now. Yeah. You know. And I don't know if some somebody said something to said something to them. Woo! Come I'm on. getting tongue tied, or not. But the show is brighter now. Yeah. And I appreciate that. The storylines make more sense to me now. Mm-hmm. For a while, it was just like, it looks like y'all are grasping at straws. Like, what's going on? What's happening? But this season is really good. Mm-hmm. The season finale, with the exception of the ending, was really good. Yeah, The ending was like, oh, you, you could have done that a little bit better. The execution at the end was horrible. I but work, working the way up to it was good. Yeah, All the storylines make sense. Well, with the exception of that end, well, and you know, we, we can't debatable. be can't yeah. be perfect. Um, but but yeah, I'm like I, I appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate where the show is going. Are people still saying that it's Shonda's show? 
Um, I don't know. I, don't know. I, need, I need to hear people talk about the show first. I've been surprised because like when I was not paying attention to the show or looking at it and being like, this is trash, people consider it to be their favorite of her shows. And it's surprising to me because like I'm like, Viola. is that what it is? Because I'm, I'm like, what? Blinded. Okay. I think by that. Okay. I mean, she's not really playing anybody different than she is in other films, so I don't. Well, okay. I don't really know what it is there, but but she is a good actress. She is a good actress. So if that's what they're if they're she's, looking, she's given nothing to work with on that show. But yeah, you're right. And well, yeah, okay. Um, but I'm, I don't know what that means? Come on, I'm people. <laughs> Go ahead. What you have to say? I think she has a lot to work with on okay. the show. I, I think, don't. But okay. I, she she does a great job. You know, but as she does in a lot of films, I think she does an amazing job. I don't think yeah. she's given anything to work with. I think she she's an actress who knows how to elevate what's on the page and what's not on the page. Okay, I keep hearing you say that, and I'm looking over her other movies, and I'm like, well, she's given the same thing in everything else she's done. So I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really see a lot of, yeah. Um, but yes, yes, and I like the the rest of the cast as well. I know you don't. I like the but, cast. I like oh, the whole cast. Oh, I don't like the characters. Got you. Well, maybe you should watch this season. No, they're they're not as annoying. I give you my word, they're not as annoying as they have been. It's fine. (sighs) Anyway, so yeah, so moving on. (laughs) Season finale was great. I look forward to when it comes back. Mm -hmm. Um, House of Cards had their series finale. Okay. No, no, go back to the drawing board. Tell them y'all were joking. This was all a a, a dream of Claire's, and y'all gonna start over again with another season. I was, and I don't know if we discussed this. Um. Did we discuss this? I don't know. If we did, we're going to discuss it again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, when they were, uh, when all the foolishness about Kevin Spacey came out, they had already written 11 of the 13 episodes and had already filmed two of them. Oh, really? I'll tell you, I would have said, fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> we would have finished what we wrote. <laughs> or we would have recast his ass. Do you hear me? <laughs> Scrambling to rewrite a damn thing. Excuse me? So, so, so maybe, maybe that's what it was. It was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed it. It mm-hmm. seemed very rushed. There were episodes that were good, mm-hmm. you know, but by the time it got to the end, it was just like, this is a clusterfuck. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? It was literally by the end, it was yeah. all over the place. I mean, I and it probably was because it wasn't what they had planned originally. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so unorganized. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until the very last, even the very last scene didn't make sense. I mean, you look at it and when it goes off, it's like, there what like i'm watching it and there's literally an episode and this isn't giving anything away yeah. but people die this season yeah. and there is one point where you're looking at some of the deaths and you're just like y'all didn't know what to do quite literally yeah. you didn't know what to do you didn't gone and killed off people some of them and for those of you who have seen it i hope you agree and definitely comment and let us know there are some deaths where you're sitting there and you're like you ain't even explain how they died they're just dead that's it you didn't even feel like you should give us a reason why they're dead okay so when it got to the very last scene and it went off i was like it was the one show this year that i made myself get all the way through within a week Mm -hmm. the only one all the rest of them i'm like i'm gonna take my time getting to y'all but this one i'm like i love house of cards i want to see what they're gonna finally do you know with this whole change Mm -hmm. and i'm like i could have taken my time with you this was pointless like why'd i rush it was disappointing. Okay. Um, so if you choose to watch it, you can. But if you're someone who's watched all the other seasons, I promise you, you're going to be disappointed. 
I'm not even like, you might be. No, I promise you'll be disappointed because it doesn't give you anything you want. Not even a little bit. Even with her as president, it's not going to give you what you want. They, they, yeah. And again, that one person ruins everybody else. Because again, I wouldn't have listened. So we make some kind of deal work. I'm like, I wrote 11 of these. What do you want me to do? <laughs> They're like, well, he has to go. So we're recasting. Him. Right. You telling me. Exactly. Like, you can't recast last season. So last <laughs> season was the last season. What you telling me? Because I ain't rewriting the damn thing. I'll kill him in episode 12. <laughs> I wrote the first 11. Come on. I'll kill him in episode 12. Yeah. The first 11. <laughs> and it ended up being eight episodes. Mm-hmm. See? I don't have time. Over it. I'll tell you, I've been in his house with baseball bat. <laughs> anyway okay moving on to a childhood favorite of mine that is now back um (laughs) and they looks like so go ahead okay so it is now on netflix they have uh recreated shira and i as i was saying to bhw offline i don't care for the animation um i think the animation could definitely be better however i look it looks like i might actually get into the storyline it seems it looks as though they're they're following the exact same storyline from the show from the 80s so i'm like if that's the case then i might actually feel it but the animation is going to be rough because i'm looking at it and i'm like I don't, what? old as hell when was his own in the first in the 80s like, <laughs> the same animation come back God, no. sorry anyway so yeah i and i was completely against it this whole time until i was actually on netflix and you know how you, when you put the cursor on the actual show, it gives you a preview. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the preview, and I was like, you know, I might I might actually like this. So we're going to take a chance. Yeah. We're going to take a chance and hire the hire the smart fat girl. Yeah. What? Um, I'm, it was a quote from Devil Wears Prada. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I just didn't remember it. But yeah. um, okay, really quick, winding down with my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Station 19 is good now. Uh, first season, I was like, this was a waste of time. But uh, I don't listen for some of these shows. I can't take your word because you don't give enough time to them no, to dislike them. No, I have not them. seen the show. See, so I don't have anything. So what you exhaling then? I'm gonna get there. <laughs> okay. I'm upset mm-hmm. that we're seeing very important character relationship development between Miranda and Ben mm-hmm. on Station 19 <laughs> because all of us aren't watching Station 19. But that's why they're doing it to get you to watch Station I don't 19. Watch no <laughs> if y'all could see his face, his eyes literally were darting back and forth just now. <laughs> I don't want to see that bullshit. Damn it. Spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. It, important things are happening in their relationship. Okay. And it happens on Station 19, but then it's not referenced mm-hmm. on Grey. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, listen. Oh, I wish they could see your face. These eyes. <laughs> Who do I need to talk to? Uh, Who do I need to talk to? But yes, Boris Kojo joined the uh, joined the show this season. Oh, well, <laughs> right. I can't. I I'm can't. Still not doing it. Again, but okay. <laughs> Him and the wife better both be getting a check. R, R. A prime time check. <laughs> Two. Hello. Sorry, I got excited for that. You did. You did. but yes uh it is definitely worth watching now so make sure you tune in and for those of you who do tune in to watch or if you are watching it let us know what you think of station 19 raven know what you think of it anyway um, i I will be able to engage in the conversation with you but i mean when i say let us know they're gonna come to our our website or any of those things and you'll see what i see 
Anyway. Likes, comment, or whatever. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is still going strong. Um, this is a very... It's a, it's a beautifully diverse cast right now. Mm-hmm. Beautifully diverse. Really, really enjoying it. Uh, they finally have um, two queer men who are in a relationship on the show, and that's great to see. Even though uh, BHW did bring it to my attention that neither of them are part of the main cast. Uh, but let, here's hoping, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I love seeing... Um, we were talking about how these interns really feel like true interns and like they're taking their time with their storylines and not trying to write it fits yeah they get on their nerves but then they're also entertaining and they're funny and then they have their own scenes and i actually care to see the interns interact with just each other sometimes right at the wedding last year or they do at whatever i forget what the bar is called across the street joe's thank you (laughs) yes yeah yeah so definitely tune into Grey's anatomy as it continues even in season 15 to get better and better yeah loving it and then last is this is just real short blackish is great always there isn't a time where blackish is bad i i i i may me personally i may have done the 100th episode differently but i definitely would have absolutely okay okay i think it would fit better with you know how they do the um the finales or something that's very different Mm -hmm. i would have done that yeah i would not give my 100th episode to this to this no Everybody's different. So Everyone's different. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but it's still worth tuning in to I'm, see. Uh, the oh. showrunner is on my watch list. Okay. See what he does. Okay. So there we go. There we go. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all me. Okay. Well, look at you. <laughs> I thought I was gonna say something else. And I forgot it. That's fine. Um. So yes, a bit somber note. Okay. Uh, this past week there were two uh celebrity deaths mm-hmm. first being kim porter who mm-hmm. um if you don't know is um the mother to three slash four of uh p diddy's kids um she was 47 um i think it was this past don't make me lie i feel like it was friday, friday? question mark yeah and so um she went into cardiac arrest and they said she also had flu-like symptoms or she was complaining about those for the past couple of weeks so um they haven't officially said what was the cause of death yeah. yes and then um, earlier this week, Stan Lee, who was over Marvel, basically, yeah. um, passed away at 95. And wow, like both caught me off guard, mm-hmm. completely off guard. Uh, Kim, I don't know why Kim was like, what? Like, I read it, I had to do a double take. With Stan Lee being 95, it caught me off guard only briefly. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, 95, like... But with Kim, it's like, what the what? Like, mm-hmm. right. I was really blown for a minute. Like, whew, but the love that I saw on her, lo- so, saw for her on social media Absolutely. was amazing. It's so beautiful that she wasn't in the spotlight, spotlight like that. That's and you can see the impact she had on people. That was beautiful. Absolutely. But it, it also makes you realize why it's so special to give people their flowers while they're alive. Because I'm looking at all of this and I'm like, I hope she knew just how many people love and appreciated her because a lot of times we take people for granted absolutely and then when they leave we're like we wish we could have said this or that to them mm-hmm. and when it comes to stan lee i'm like dude i wrote a post um for him on facebook that was just talking about how much the x-men have meant to me mm-hmm. especially as a black queer man yeah and what they stood for what the whole story stood for um and how necessary so much of his work was. I mean, he created Black Panther. Yeah, I saw, you know? I mean, 
for Stan Lee, I saw so many fans of Marvel. Yeah. And like, these are like true fans of the comics. Right. Then just like the movies is really what I noticed. Just really, you know, the outpouring of love and what it meant and how that it moved and shaped and influenced, you know, mm-hmm. them reading and growing up. So. Yeah. yeah. So, I think like you're saying, I had a similar reaction. I had to kind of check myself. I'm like, well, he was 95. Right. But anytime <laughs> someone passes, it's sad. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really got it. And I think. Because I wasn't big in the comics, so it, it didn't move me. Right. But that doesn't mean it can't move somebody else. Yeah. Listen, I got some of his comics. Oh, well, not some of his comics, but Marvel right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> it's real up in here. Nerd for life. Um, rest in peace to both of them. Absolutely. Excelsior. Yeah. Talk that talk. <laughs> Look, I saw my son. I'm just like, what the hell that mean? Right? So Google. <laughs> Anyway, but yes, real quick, we're gonna breeze through these because we have talked y'all heads off long enough. I feel like we've been talking longer than we talked to the bone almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? So, uh, real quick at ABC, a uh, Channing Dungey, I hope I pronounced her last name correct, mm-hmm. who's entertainment president, has stepped down. She wasn't fired, according to reports, she stepped down. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm moving too much. And um, the woman who's over at Freeform, I didn't write her name down, sorry, is uh, going to take her place as the entertainment president as part of the Disney and Fox merger. Mm-hmm. So maybe Channing will show up at Netflix. Who knows? We'll <laughs> um, they're making a live action Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. Who's this lead person? Justice who? Smith. Who was on the get down, in case y'all saw that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I didn't in recognize it. Jurassic him. World Fallen Kingdom. Yes, I recognize him from Jurassic World. <laughs> I did that. So yeah. Uh, the Color Purple is going to become a movie musical, which makes no sense. It's, but okay, it's just a money thing. Clearly, it's like I know clearly. Alice Walker is tired of them. She's like, <laughs> if y'all call my phone one more time. Oh, they probably don't even have to at this point. I'm sure Oprah has significant <laughs> amount of rights or something. But right. Of course. So that's happening. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, did you listen to Mariah Carey's Caution album? No, and I won't. I won't be. Ooh, well then. And uh, <laughs> last thing. This Wait, like, did you listen to it? You asking me? No, I haven't. No. Other things to do with your life? I didn't say that. I'm not a big album per se listener. She's not gotcha. one of my favorites. I enjoy, you know, the music, the singles and whatnot. But you know, um, I haven't listened to it yet. I will listen to it though. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then last thing, upcoming this Sunday, November 25th, mm-hmm. check your local listings and mm-hmm. do the Soul Train Awards. Indeed. On BT. And so yeah, it's hosted this year by Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold. Don't get upset. Erica can't host because she's getting the Legend Award. Okay. So, I know some people were like, what the fuck? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Erica's Badu is getting the Legend Award. That's why she's not hosting. <laughs> Which but, to me doesn't make sense, but okay. Her getting the Legend Award? No, her not being able to host and get an award. Like, but I mean, I guess you could do both. You mean, really could. I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's interesting to me. We're getting younger and younger with the awards we're giving. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing. Again, give the flowers while they're here. But right. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Y'all can't move too much younger. Hello. <laughs> Listen. For real. Listen. <laughs> we can't go up about five, ten more years. Look, Brandy and Monica might be the cutoff. Listen. Because I was just older than them, so that's why I didn't include it. Right. Mm-hmm. So might be the. That's it. <laughs> we already gave Brandy one, so we gotta. <laughs> okay. But yes, and uh, Faith Evans is getting the uh, Lady of Soul Award. Okay. And with these awards too, it's interesting because who the hell is singing to y'all? It's gotta be y'all peers. Because I don't. <laughs> Trey Songs is gonna sing. I don't, not Trey Songs, but I don't know. About oh, Kalani. I don't know. I was like, Trey Songs is singing. Okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, Kalani gotcha. Or uh, Janae Aiko. I might pronounce her last name more. Aiko. 
her. Okay. Or, you know, <laughs> whatever. But yes, that was Culture of Pop. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for good news. Come on, good news. <laughs> so what is your good news for this I made it a long ass Culture of Pop. Plan. <laughs> No, um, I hung out with friends uh, Friday night. My friend Myers and uh, his friend Danny. And we hung out. We drank. Uh, we went out. It was fun. Yeah. Had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I got. So, yeah. Okay. What about you? What was your good news? So, what your good news? we are recording this on Sunday. Come on. My birthday. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, my what birthday. Is Today is the 18th. Come we're on. recording this. Come my on. birthday is on the 19th. Come on. And this airs on the 20th. Come on, but you yes. can still tell them happy belated. <laughs> so, I've been celebrating my birthday since this past Thursday. <clears throat> and it has been a lot of fun. So, on Thursday, several of my friends here in Atlanta got together for an awesome dinner at Copeland's. And, dude, the energy was phenomenal. And I've had people literally coming back to me every day since Thursday telling me, how awesome all of my friends are and how I was able to create such a positive space of people. Mm-hmm. And that felt really good. Yeah. Like I chose the right ass people to be like, will you come to dinner? Okay. <laughs> Cause that, I mean, everybody was so impressed with everybody else and about yeah. how positive it was and how everyone was so cool. So that felt really good. So on Friday, Lord, all the days are running together. Uh, what happened? I think it was Friday only. I went to the barbershop. And got my eyebrows you got done. Some kind of drink or something situation. Oh, I took myself on a self date because I've never date. been to a bar alone for drinks before. Okay. So I went Fancy. to Einstein's. Uh-uh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so that was really awesome to go mm-hmm. and you know have drinks and everything, and that was really cool. Spending some me time. Yeah. So that was awesome. So that was another way to bring in the birthday and the weekend is to have some time alone and just reflect. Uh, on Saturday, my word, like. Wow. Uh, Kaya, who you guys have heard on the podcast before, he was actually on this past yeah. Black Queer and Apologetic. Surprised the heck out of me. Uh, he took me to the aquarium and I had wanted to go there. I'd mentioned to several of my friends that I really wanted to go to the aquarium. I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. So not only did he take me there, but he also got me tickets to go to a dolphin show. And that was really awesome. Uh, like I told him, I felt some kind of way initially uh, going to aquarium aquariums and zoos can make me feel some kind of way because I don't really like animals being in captivity. So it's important for me to, you know, know for sure that they're being treated right. Mm -hmm. So they actually give you a lot of information and videos and stuff on what they do for the dolphins there. So that made me enjoy the show a little bit more, knowing that they were loved and being taken care of. And uh, we left out of there, went on this virtual ride and everything. Uh, we said we want to go back because there was a lot happening in there and there's a lot to see. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was wonderful. Big. I haven't been in forever. Yeah, it's, it's big. Being huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we left there and he had another surprise for me. Uh-oh. Didn't tell me about it, but it ended up being a spot called I Fly, which I wanted to go to for like at least the last three years. I Fly. Uh-oh. And it's um, some simulating of, uh, of course, jumping out of a plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was really awesome to be in there, especially because afterwards the teacher told me that I was a natural and he wants to teach me how to do flips the next time I come back. Um, No, he was a cute white dude, but no, no. (laughs) I would say his name, but I'm like, no, I won't put him out there like that. But his name is nice. 
But uh, but yeah, it really made me feel good that he was like, "You're a natural at this. You're so calm and chill." Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have any fear whatsoever. Yeah. It was. I was like, I don't. I thought about doing that because I feel like I'm not jumping out of anybody's plane. That's not <laughs> happening. But oh, like so you're not gonna be with me for my 40th birthday when I jump out? I'll be at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> I'm not jumping. <laughs> okay. That's real. That's real. I respect no, that. I will. Be on for you. I'll take pictures. Hold up a poster. Come on. Whatever you Hold that poster up. Yes. Okay. Just be clear. Okay. I got and you. If I see y'all coming too close, I'm going to slap that. I'm going to be wherever the landing zone is. I'm going to be just out of that. Okay. But yes, got I got you. <laughs> but no, I've thought about doing that because it's inside. It feels a bit safer. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's a good. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you guys go to my personal um, page on Instagram, you can see it. That's Scorpiogi. Yeah. If you guys want to see a uh, video and what else went out to brunch with BHW and Kevin of the outline podcast, Kevin, <laughs> we went to first watch and had a great time. The waitress actually shares the exact same birthday as my, myself. Yes. So that was really like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, She's like, my birthday's tomorrow too. I was like, what? Like, that was wild. And then after that, Kevin and I went to get Manny's and Petty's at this place called Sugarcoat in Buckhead and that was very sexy very it was such a really cute posh establishment I was like yes this is gonna have to be a regular thing so I think we're gonna do that like once a month now because um, I got we were having a conversation shut up <laughs> we were talking about treating ourselves more and I was like my mother told me that years ago mm-hmm. that you should always find a way to make yourself feel good do yeah. things that'll make you feel good and I'm like, and that'll make me feel good. Definitely. And so after that, met up with BHW again, and we came here to record the podcast. To record. <laughs> on the eve of my 39th yes. birthday. Come on, this is 39. Listen. Give it to the people. <laughs> Must be jelly because jam don't shake. I, oh. I can't deal. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> If people want to walk with us on social media, where would they find us? Um, you can walk with us. I think because I always mess up the Twitter one. So mm-hmm. we'll get there. It's fine. You can walk with us on social media. On Instagram at THS Podcast. Uh, Twitter is underscore THS Podcast. I always forget whether this is before or after. So it's underscore is first. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, it's underscore THS Podcast. You can always go to THSPodcast.com. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast. Always go to THSPodcast.com. Find any and every episode there. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment to any and all, everyone. Uh, Come on, any and all, everyone. Yeah. I mean, that page, episode that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Share, please and thank you. Let somebody know that you listened, that you enjoyed. Let us know. You can use the um, hashtag THSPodcast. Hashtag let's get healed. Hashtag a year of healing because it still is. Come we're on, still year one or this is the beginning of year two. We're not celebrating year right. two yet, so still <laughs> use hashtag a year of healing. Um, if they walk with you on social media, where can they do that? Well, first I want to say that you guys can uh, walk with us on Facebook now. We have a Facebook page, the Healing Space. Yes. You can type in uh, THS Podcast on Facebook, showing out over there. Yes. Also, as we stated in the last episode, the Storyteller Book Club is coming back, and we're preparing everybody to begin reading 
what is called The Art of Being Present by my sensei, Edie Raphael. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you guys check out that book on Amazon as we'll begin reading next month, like I said, and begin for the month of December. For the month of December. Okay. And we'll begin to converse about it come yes. January. Come on, converse. <laughs> so yeah, you can find uh, Storytellers Book Club on Facebook. There are quite a few storytellers on Facebook, so if you have a hard time finding it, just let me know. I'll send you a link if you need me to. <laughs> Um, but I think that's about it. This was it. Do you want to walk with you? Oh yeah, you can walk with me at Scorpiogi across all social media platforms <laughs> and yourself, <laughs> and just call me Otis on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, this has been a long episode. It has been, it has been. <laughs> it's fine. Next Ooh. week there's more to come with Damone. Yes. We'll make sure culture pop is not as lengthy. I think we just we have not done culture pop, I think is what it was. It's been it's a been. minute. It's been a minute. We've been on hiatus, yeah. so it's a lot I mean, to talk it, about. Even when we did the politics one, I think it definitely wasn't this long because it was a slow news week or something. I don't right? Know. Did we even do culture pop on that episode? I don't know. Uh, no, I think we, we just we just told people. So yes. Yep. So see, I missed it. <laughs> so I talked y'all's ear off. Next week it'll be like two minutes. Y'all be like, well, damn. <laughs> so we are going to go, guys, <laughs> and we will see you all <laughs> next week for part two of. You might be offended. Until then, we love you all. Take care of yourself. Until next time, namaste.